Welcome to the Flicksters, the place where two movie nerds bring you all the movie reviews and TV reviews you can ever want in your whole lifetime. That's correct. You can download our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, CastBox and Anchor. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. See you there. Uh, Deval, I noticed you went all um, uh, Ray Winston there. Did I? Twitter. Go yeah. on Twitter. Go on Twitter. Get in yeah. there. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. It's been okay. It's been okay. You know, <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing, you know. Listen, it's just, we had like a whole, like, even before this whole kind of episode started, we've just been laughing for the last yeah. 25 minutes, haven't we? Laughing about what? I wonder. <laughs> No, don't expose it. Nah, we won't. We won't. For, that's for another podcast. Yeah, a whole other podcast. Whole new podcast. You know what? It's really great to see you. Good to see you as well. Yeah. What, what you been up to? <laughs> what you been in? Well, up to? I've been up to this, but you know, up to that. You know, keeping above the law. Yeah. Okay. You know, as long as the, it's all legal, that's fine. Most of it's legal. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. You know what? Before we start the show, I just want to say I caught up with Twenty Second July. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So that was one thing that I kind of caught up with. Also, Ozark, I finished. You finished? I oh, finished okay. Ozark. All right. And good. Great show, right? Yep. Great show. Yep. And I started watching, I started watching Better Call Saul. Do you know what? That is something that I, I started watching, I think, one episode. And I just, I stopped for some reason yeah. and I need, it's like, it's like four seasons now, isn't it? But this is the last one. I think there's only ever going to be one more season. Oh, okay. yeah, that I, is I it. need to watch it because yeah. I know it's going to be good. Definitely, definitely. Oh, but anyway, look, we'll speak about that yeah. right later on. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you for downloading another episode. And we are on episode 22, 22. Damn. <laughs> 22. 22. Yes. Damn, 22. 22, mate. Wow. It's, it's, it's a milestone for mm-hmm. us, right? It sure is. Still going strong, man. I know. I can't wait. I 22. can't wait to do another two 22. Plus two. It's, how's it going again? <laughs> 2 plus 2, 22. No, 2 plus 4, 44. I forgot how the song yeah. goes. You're, you're the singer <laughs> of, of us. Right. Okay. So, um, sorry. Thank you for downloading another episode of the show. Yes. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube. You all name it. it. We're all of it. Follow, like, subscribe. Be a part of the movement. Be a part of the movement because we are going to tell you about who's been yeah who's been following us. It's and a shout out. This and is the shout yeah. out. So oh, tell man. us, Deval, go for it. Okay. This so so the first, the first shout out is Sophie, uh, who listens to the show. Uh, and she uh, shouted out some comments on Instagram about uh, some of the likes that we have been putting out. Not likes, sorry, the posts that we've yeah. been putting out. So I think she uh, she liked one of the posts to do with our last show and the, and the films that obviously we were discussing and some of the hidden gems. Because a lot of people, hidden gems is a big thing for them because yeah. it brings out a lot of films that they just either don't know or forgot existed. Yeah. So she really liked that. And she made a few comments saying, oh, thanks guys. Going to give this a watch. So shout out to Sophie. Sophie's actually got her, uh, her niece on X Factor, she said. Wow. Yeah. So niece is an X Factor and Congratulations. is currently in the live shows. Oh, that's wicked. So we need to make sure that we are going to shout out for. Yeah. We're going to definitely shout out for uh, Sophie's, Sophie's niece, who is on the X Factor live shows, and you know, I think she's gonna go really far. I so hope so. Do you want to know who they, what they're called? Yeah, please. Do you really want to know what they're called? Yes. Okay, so 
Her niece is a really good. <laughs> her niece is a really good singer, and uh, so her name is A Star. A Star, well, yeah, A Star. So Sophie, A Star, everyone, if you can vote, get on there, vote for A Star on X Factor, make it happen. Make it happen, Flicksters. Go out there and vote <laughs> right now. Thanks a lot for that. That's all right. Next one goes out to. Alyssa Mackay. Now tell everyone about Alyssa, Alyssa Mackay. So as people may have guessed by now, the Flicksters, we are starting to you know get some sort of traction and get yeah. movement within the uh, you know the entertainment industry. So as we like to review different films and TV shows, some of the actors actually reach out to us. They appreciate our reviews and are giving them more exposure. So Alyssa Mackay actually played. Uh, the role, quite a small role, but still a good role within yeah. a film that uh, we reviewed last week or week before, yep. uh, Leave No Trace. Yep. It was one of the hidden gems. Leave starring no Trace. Ben, ben Foster. Starring Ben Foster, yeah. So yeah. Alyssa, Alyssa Mackay was in the film and she shouted us out saying, thanks guys for the, uh, for the you know, for the shout and yeah. uh, and vice versa, you know, so. I tell you there what, you man. Every love, week now, every, every week. Every week we are getting love. <laughs> the love, call? the yeah, feelers. We, we're putting the feelers out there, but yep. all, but the big feeler is what we're still waiting for is the big yeah, one. Yeah, the rock. The rock. We're, we're going <laughs> to work. It's going to happen. When the rock happens, we know we've made it, you the know. The universe will <laughs> respond. So no, no, big shout out. Thanks, uh, Alyssa, for kind of, you know, taking note of us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next shout out goes to Abby. Uh, Abby, a long time uh, listener, a long time collaborator, actually. I, yeah. I've, I go way back with Abby. Uh, we've done uh, lots of short films in the past and lots of different projects. Uh, so I've known Abby for a very long time, but yeah. he listens to the show. When we first started doing the show, he gave me feedback and so yeah. on, which was very, uh, which I appreciated a lot. And hopefully we've put some of that feedback into the show. And uh, yeah, so he was all over Halloween, all yeah. over there. We, 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 uh, we put some posts out about Halloween, the movie, obviously that, that we're going to review later. And he was talking about, yeah, he's on Halloween. On the same day, he's going to watch Daredevil. Daredevil. On the same day, he's going to watch Making a Murderer season two. He's all over it. Exactly. So Abby is a serious movie and TV cat. Yes. So yeah, so big shout out to Abby. Thanks, Abby. Also, <laughs> I just got to quickly mention this one. You know, like, obviously you've got Netflix, you've yeah. got like the disney streaming service mm -hmm. and like you know you got uh also amazon amazon who are they amazon they're exactly only, they're, 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 give me some they're only kind of like you know probably the second biggest player in the whole streaming I service right that so a week ago i put up uh, a little post about the man in the high castle so uploaded this picture of like brilliant uh poster and we got a lot a lot of hits on this yeah on, we on did actually Instagram, yeah, yeah yeah to the point where amazon prime what you say? Amazon Prime. What you say? Amazon Prime. Damn. They liked it. They oh, liked wow. the okay. post as well. Oh. And to me, it just feels like as if, you know what? We're, we're doing them a service. Yeah. So maybe we should get a cut out of something, right? <laughs> maybe we should. <laughs> maybe maybe like a free subscription. <sighs> that wouldn't go amiss because at least we could watch the shows and review stuff on their on their platform. I'm that gonna, actually, do you know what, Amazon, if you're listening, that's not a lot to ask for. What, you know, $7.99 a, a month? Exactly. Come on, Amazon. Come on. 80 Come quid on. a year, whatever it is. Come on, Amazon. Come on, you can do that. Come on. So yeah, big shout out to Amazon for doing that as well. Yep, I nice thought that one. was really great. It is actually. All right. So now let's move on to the movie news. Now we, I, yeah. listen, this list is really big. 
And the main news that I want to kind of start off with, I put it at the bottom, <laughs> but I'm going to push this right back it's up. It's going to up the, top. It's going up the top. Yeah, I've just, got to just say this. Flicksters, yeah, this never happens. Exactly. So for this to happen, it's something big. <laughs> I just got to say one thing, right? Look, all right. Last week, we found out that uh, Iron, uh, um, Iron Man, no, Iron no. Fist. Iron Fist, yeah. <laughs> Iron Fist was cancelled. Yeah. And you yeah. and I, we discussed it and we were like, shit, what's going to happen? Colleen Wing and like, you know, mm-hmm. where is this story going to go? So fine. All right. Now, we've just realised that Marvel's and Netflix's Luke Cage season three has been cancelled. What? And you know what? This is shocking. Oh, it's kind of like sad. It's one of those things, right? What the, you know, like, what the fuck are they doing? Are they now cancelling the show so that you can put onto their own streaming service? Mm. Like, what does this mean for Jessica Jones? Is that going to get cancelled? Mm. We know that Daredevil season three is out and the reviews of that have been kind of like pretty, you know, high, really good. So what's going to happen? What do you think? Okay, so when I first heard this, I thought, oh, damn, because I, I do like Luke Cage. Yeah. But I know Luke Cage and Iron Fist, a lot of mixed feelings and a lot of mixed reviews. Some people, it will literally split the room. Half the room will say, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Half the room will say, nah, it's rubbish. Mm-hmm. Me, myself, I liked season one. I liked season two. For me, Luke Cage is not your typical modern TV show, Netflix TV show, whatever you want to call it. It's got, it draws a lot of the sort of old school 70s, black exploitation themes, the music, the dialogue. So some people that don't understand that might think, why they, why, what are they talking about? Jive, Turkey, or why does the music sound so sort of old? There's a reason for it. It's not there for just, you know, for an accident. They it's, didn't just shove it's it the in theme. There. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot of people, some of the things that they don't like about the show, I think could be explained by the way the show is presenting itself. So mm. that's that. But for, to answer your question, I actually... When I first saw it, I was shocked and I was a bit disappointed. But now I'm thinking, do you know what? This is a strategy. Mm. I don't think these shows are going and being scrapped for good. Or I hope so anyway. Yeah. I reckon that they're all being scrapped from Netflix, but they will exist in a different plane, a different platform, yeah. which is going to be Disney's new platform, however it's going to be yeah. uh, you know, presented. Is Hulu part of Disney? Uh, possibly, possibly. I, think, I don't know. But either way, I think these shows are not going to die because they're good shows, I reckon. And and it just kind of like, when I think back, they've announced a Loki mm, uh, yeah. thing on the mm. streaming service, Scarlet Witch mm. and uh, Iron Fist. It's all going to exist, man. It's it, all going to exist. I'm not, I'm not worried anymore. Yeah. Netflix have lost it. And I've, I even thought this, this may happen because we know Disney's gearing up for a big platform And they're going to be, com- they're going to be competitors. Yeah. DC so, online, DC universe online. So, yeah. That you know, so yeah, I, I think now the battle lines have been drawn. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. I think Daredevil is going to be, or Daredevil and Jessica Jones might be kind of like the last. Mm, yeah, you know, I reckon Marvel. Daredevil season four. You'll see soon after it's saying it's scrapped as well. Yeah, but when that happens, you know it's all bullshit. Yeah, exactly. You see Daredevil scrapped, you know, okay, forget it. That's, but just that's on that, happen. you're right about Iron Fist season. I liked Iron Fist season two much better yes, than season one. Yeah, yeah. And there were there were loads of things in. Um, Luke Cage season two, which I thought were brilliant. Yeah. Let's expand on this. And I, I wanted to find out what happens to kind of Power Man after mm. he's basically got control of Harlem yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. He controls Harlem. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to find out That's what exciting. happens? exciting. Yeah, of course. Okay, well. Yeah. So a bit pissed off, but like you said, we're going to probably end up seeing him again exactly. somewhere. All right, so let's run uh, run through these. So Back tell us about Game of, Game of Thrones, Richard, Richard Marsden. Yeah, Richard Marsden, otherwise known as uh, Rob Stark, King yeah. of the North, King <laughs> of the North. 
so otherwise known as him. So he, uh, people are eyeing him for the next James Bond. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a Scot. I didn't, I didn't realise he's Scottish at heart. Yeah. Uh, by DNA, whatever, whichever way you want to call it. But mm. I think his most recent role um, as the bodyguard, the bodyguard. On, on BBC has shown people a different side of him. Definitely. And it's sort of made him look more... I guess, accessible in this, you know, sort of suit and tie, professional kind of, you know. Yeah. And I'm just going to say to you, I'm so glad you said accessible because there was a film that I watched about five minutes of on Netflix. It's called Ibiza. And he's in it? He's in it. Okay. Deval, it is fucking terrible. Is it? Okay. And him, he's in it, right? And I thought, oh, this might be pretty good. He's going to probably choose a good role. It's so bad. Uh And then I gave the bodyguard like a chance and you know what? I really enjoyed it. It's only mm. a six episode thing and I can really see he's got great acting chops. So yeah. given the right role and obviously James Bond is a big yeah. role, why not? Yeah. The Bodyguard was a massive, massive, massive. Huge I think hit. the last episode was viewed by 11 million people in the UK. That's massive. And it's going to be on Netflix. Is it? Netflix okay. have bought the there rights to it. Yeah. So. so I reckon he could be a good one. And obviously Tom Hiddleston's been... Uh, mentioned about it. Yeah, Henry Cavill. Uh, Henry Cavill. He's a, he's actually a good one for it as well. Yeah. But, you know, they might want someone a bit younger perhaps because of you know, a bit of span longevity. So, sure. And also sometimes someone who isn't a massive, massive actor because then they can mould themselves into James Bond. Yeah. And uh, he could be the one. You never he know. could be. You never mm-hmm. know. You never know. All right. So, oh, this is big news. Big yeah. Marvel news here. Yep. Far From Home has officially wrapped. Yep. Yeah. So the principal photography has officially wrapped. I'm pretty sure they'll be doing some pickup, uh, you know, reshoots. extra shots and reshoots at some point, possibly. Who knows? But it's wrapped. And there was a video of that on online somewhere, of, you know, of uh, Tom Holland saying it's all finished. and. Yep you know, like, well done and blah, blah, blah. There was a there was a scene, actually, of Tom Holland and Zendaya, Zendaya. who plays MJ. Yeah. Uh, and they're, like, in New York. And he's... Uh, he's holding her. He's holding her, yeah. And yeah. then they sort of whiz up into the... They sort of whiz up into the sky. I guess yeah. they'll do special effects afterwards. Sure. But he's, talking, he's, he's, he's sort of web-slinging her away and they're talking and stuff like that. So, yeah, it looks good. I mean, Zendaya good. and him, they're kind of... You know, they, they look kind of clunky together in a sort of young teenage way so yeah. it matches but yeah. he's also got a new kit a new a new, uh, a new kit say, which yeah, you, suit, you yeah. sort of put on there as well so what's the key, what's the new kit like what's it well it's got, right, the last time that we saw I say uh, new Spider- kit sorry new suit, new suit. <laughs> so the last time we saw Spider-Man was in Avengers Infinity War and he, uh, Tony Stark gave him this like Lying the ba- battle suit. Yeah, yeah exactly the, his battle suit really and that was mad mm. like metal and like yeah. you know with the legs coming Nanotech. out Everything. So, and we know now that this story is going to be, this is taking place after that. So maybe he doesn't have the tech anymore and he's had to kind of make do with it. But it's just kind of, uh, I don't know how, how to describe it, but it's definitely not the metal suit. Yeah, yeah. Kind of back to that synthetic type. Yeah. You know, I think the eyes are a bit bit uh, bigger as well yeah. now. There's a lot more outlining around yeah. it, around the spider symbol, symbol and stuff like that. There's, there's like a black outlining. Mm. And uh, I think it goes back to the, there's a, there's a version of Spider-Man from the comics that has one of these suits. Right. Spider-Man, I mean, all, all, the, all the heroes, especially the Iron Man, they've got like a thousand suits. Yeah, exactly. But sometimes in the movies, they try and sort of replicate which, uh, the suit they have in the, in, in the movies to a version in the comics. In so the comics, yeah. we've had, we've had a few so far and I think it's going to continue, but the suit looks good, basically. Yeah. We're not sure what kind of tech it's going to have, but 
it's going to be great. It's going to be, it's going to be doing all right. Exactly. <laughs> I think so. All right. So, I mean, everyone's favorite. Come on. Who hasn't seen Tom and Jerry? <laughs> I haven't. I'm joking. I used to love Tom and Jerry, oh, but the original, Didn't the original non-speaking Thomas. Exactly. Kind of Tom yeah, and Jerry. Totally. So tell us about Tom and Jerry live action. Yeah, man. Tom, Tom, and, Tom and Jerry. So it's going to be a live action stroke hybrid, a bit like Space Jam. Right. Kind of, okay. You know, vibe. So yeah. there's going to be a live action hybrid movie coming out. And it's gonna it's gonna supposedly be that supposedly be directed by Ride Along uh director. So I guess maybe Kevin Hart could be <laughs> Kevin Hart could be Jerry. Yeah, Jerry, yeah. And Ice Cube could be Tom. <laughs> maybe that can work. But I think Ice Cube would be, be more like a dog version. He'll be the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. More aggressive. Like <laughs> exactly. <that> would, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's literally. I mean, we've spoken about you know old school classics. So Sonic the Hedgehog is coming out. Mm. Uh, obviously, they've done Transformers and He Man's being done. A lot of these animations you know, from back in the day are popping up. They are man. So this is not. It's not the end. I think we'll see more things like this. Tom and Jerry is. Been out from is it Hanna Hanna Barbera? Hanna Barbera, yeah, yeah, like for years, MGM or something as well, yeah. isn't it? I like I like Tom and Jerry. I, yeah. I think I actually I know I should like this, but I know it's going to ruin my Tom and Jerry memory because <laughs> Tom and Jerry for me is just unique little exactly. 10, 15 minute cartoons. Yeah, where they don't speak. Sometimes the the, the supporting are the supporting people speak. Yeah, remember an episode of Tom and Jerry where uh, Jerry had his Mexican cousin. <laughs> come from Mexico yeah, yeah. and he used to sing yeah, yeah he used to sing so he'll speak and he'll communicate with Jerry yeah. but Jerry can't speak back but no. somehow they'll still communicate yeah. and he was so like you know chilled out didn't really bother about the cat you know Tom too much but somehow Jerry's trying to protect him and yeah, stuff and yeah. it's just mad but crazy. yeah it's that cartoon to me is special. It's the cartoon that keeps on giving, yeah. man it's just like non-stop love it. it it's brilliant and, 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 the, and the only time they can speak is when they like when uh, Tom gets hit by something and he and he screams. Like, yeah, that massive scream. Obviously, yeah. and the, the the lady whose face we never see. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah, the black lady yeah, yeah. with the, the sort of the, the maid. Yeah, yeah. Who's, oh, man, I, I wonder. Know. I hope they don't do it in this though. I, do, I hope <laughs> they, they don't. do it in this. That's that's a disrespect. That will be disrespect. <laughs> um, right. Okay. What else? Oh, tell us about this Soprano. Soprano now, sequel. Sopranos. I was a huge fan of Sopranos. You know Watched this back in the day. Oh. I never <laughs> Duvaldo I know, you're going to kick me off seriously now, man you got to watch it I never watched it but you know what it's one of those things where I don't expect you just to kind of go in and right, you're going to watch it all like five six seasons or whatever it was uh, no, it's a slow burner mm. I like but, slow burners though but bro every single episode is going to give you something mm. and you're going to be like oh shit this is brilliant James Gandolfini man like you know yeah, he yeah, obviously yeah. sadly passed away yeah. but tell us about the news yeah, so what I've heard so far is that it's gonna. It's called the Many Saints of Newark. Newark's a, a borough in, in. Oh no, is it New Jersey or is it the, uh, New, New York? York uh, so there's Newark, which is uh, part like you know the state of New York, yeah. and then Newark is in New York. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. okay, I didn't know. Okay, so yeah, so basically the Many Saints of New Newark. So it's going to fill in a lot of gaps that the, the, the Sopranos wasn't able to do. Right. So it's gonna yeah, that's basically what's going to do. It's meant to be out in twenty. I think it's 2020 mm. or late 2019. Yeah. Which means it's well underway with filming and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting. And this could bring a lot of people back into the Sopranos world because Sopranos, from the way you described it and I know other people described it, it's a special type of show. How many seasons was it? Was it five or something or six or seven? And and the thing is, the reason why it was also special and a bit controversial is of the way it ended. Oh, don't tell me then. No, no, I I, I might might watch it. No, no, I'm not going to tell you the way. But people, even to this day, they are writing articles about (gasps) what David Chase, the creator of Sopranos, what he did and how he... It, it was always a question of, right, how was this thing going to end? Mm. And he he said, right, the, the he gave everyone notice, right, this is going to be the final season mm. and people out there uh, aren't going to possibly like the way that this thing ends. And But I, I went back to watch just the final last 10 minutes and it's, it's brilliant, man. So many layers. Wow. So many layers. So if you can, if you can get mm. a chance just to watch that one. And, Damn, um, okay. All right, te- oh. Affleck. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about so this. I've been hearing some DC just DC movies. I know DC TV, DC animation is good. They've got it on lock. DC it, movies. What's going I don't on? Know. Yeah, one day is this. One day is that. Yeah. Uh, but Affleck was supposed to be Batman and directing Matt Reeves, and you don't know now that they're casting for a new Batman. Basically, now Affleck is gone. Right, he's left DC now. Yeah, the, the word is that he's left DC. He's no longer attached to that. Uh, that project and the Flash, which oh. was meant to be out in 2020, man, I was so looking forward back to that. To and I mean, the Flash. You would think a name like the Flash, it'll be coming sooner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> they are taking long. It's a, this is a it's a true flashback because it's been pushed back <laughs> yeah. to 2021 now. That's crazy. So, and that to me, that stinks of something like um, obviously something rotten in DC where they can't get the story right. They can't get the kind of the shit that's going on behind the scenes. They just, they aren't getting that. And you know what, man, they, and the flash is one of the reasons why I've like, you know, fallen in lo- why I fell in love with DC comics. Yeah. And like, you know, it's just like, yeah. I Barry love that Allen, character. Barry Jay Allen, G- Jay Garrick, Jay Garrick, but the, uh, the older, what, yeah, exactly. Got- so much shit and like I'm a big fan of the Flash on on the CW. Yeah, on, yeah, 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 yeah. On the yeah, that's screen. a good one. We've got yeah. Grant Gustin. Yeah, Grant really Gustin. Really good one. Yeah, really good. Yeah, and Cisco. I like Cisco. Ah, Cisco's wicked, man. <laughs> Cisco, wicked. Like Cisco, and and, and obviously his uh, his missus. Oh, uh, damn, I forgot her name now. The, uh, I've forgotten. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's in the name? Yeah. <laughs> But uh, uh, Iris, Iris West, Iris West, yeah. and then she becomes the Flash as well, yeah, and like yeah, in the comic yeah. in, in the show as well. So. So yeah, so basically on, on DC, I mean, obviously they're very disorganised and so on, but I'm going to read out a few DC movies. I've put in here, DC or not to DC, because we just don't know with DC. Exactly. They say they're going to do one thing. So tell us about the they films don't. that they, they, they said yeah, they're Yeah, so obviously do. The Batman is meant to be coming out. Yeah. Flash movie is supposed to be coming out. Uh, Cyborg, that's supposed to be coming out in 2020. Yeah. Who knows now? Because it's meant to be like a Cyborg and Flash type vibe, a bit like Heroes for Hire, but yeah. DC version. Yeah. Because there's meant to be a lot more collaboration now with DC rather than maybe standalone films. So sure. we, who knows? Uh, Green Lantern Core, that's still meant to be happening. Jeff Johns is supposed to be on the script to that I ho- one. I hope that happens. I hope so too, because obviously yeah. they've, they've got some work to do with that one because the yeah. first one was panned, it still is. Yeah. People still remember it and they still cuss it to yeah. this day. Yeah, no, totally. So that's that one. Uh, the Flash, obviously, we mentioned yeah. Supergirl. Yep. And Supergirl actually is something that's meant to be happening. Yeah. Uh, 2021, I believe, or 2022, one of them. Sure. So that's meant to be happening. Not sure who this new Supergirl will be right. is yet, but we'll find out. 
Black Hawk, another sort of oh, just just another person basically yeah. in DC. Yeah, I don't know who Black Hawk is. Oh, anyway, next one. <laughs> yeah, Batgirl. Batgirl uh, Joss Whedon. Well. Yep, is meant to be doing that one, writing, directing this now, one. What? What's this thing about? Let these guys going over to DC now? Like, because I think uh, Joss Whedon done obviously the first Avengers which mm-hmm. to me is one of the best Aveng- uh, Marvel films still yeah. it's in my top five yeah. solid in my top five yeah it's good and he also done uh, Avengers Age of Ultron part two uh, and then from that there was a bit of friction between him and the friction, studio because right? yeah. there was a version that he wanted out and a version that they wanted out and the studio always wins yeah so after that he sort of distanced himself a bit from you know from Marvel and uh, now I was on DC to do uh, Batgirl. But for him, because remember, he was he was first involved in Buffy. That's absolutely Buffy right. Buffy the Vampire. Am I correct? Yeah, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yeah, isn't it? he's behind So that. he likes that type of strong female kind of character who can kick ass. And so I think Batgirl for him is a good project that he can really get his teeth sure. into. He's got experience in making those characters believable and work. Yeah. So I think that's a good a good fit for him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Suicide Squad 2, which, which we, we mentioned spoke about, last yeah. week uh, with, uh, what's his name again? <laughs> Guardians uh, 2. Gunn. Gun. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so James Gunn. That's got to happen. Time-wise, I mean, it could be earlier now. Now he's on it. Maybe things will start rolling. Yeah. We, we could be looking at a 2021. Sure. That's in two years. Probably 2022, actually. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the Batman. Who knows who's going to be who's going to be the Batman? They, they still, still worked that know. out yet? Exactly. Uh, New Gods. We mentioned last week. Ava yeah. du- Duvernay is writing the script for New Gods. Who yeah. New Gods is a bit like how the Celestials are in Marvel. Right. So New Gods basically. Jack Kirby, who is he's not alive at the moment. Yeah. At the moment, so <laughs> he's no longer with us. He's no longer, yeah. Like he's gonna come back, you know, at the moment. <laughs> oh sorry, one, five minutes. Well, where did you Jack, go? Are <laughs> you back? <laughs> so Jack Kirby, basically Marvel back in the day. So one of the two heavyweights of Marvel back in the day, Jack Kirby, uh Stanley, well, there's more than two heavyweights. We had Steve Ditko, yeah. some of those old school cats. Sure. Jack Kirby was an old school cat. He was big. He he co-created a lot, a of, lot of the characters. A lot of yeah. the characters, a lot of them. Uh and he uh was involved in doing the Celest- uh, Celestials and and uh like you know the Titans and all sort of that sort of realm of people. He had beef with uh Marvel. He left Marvel to go and joined DC right. and the new gods. So the new gods is a bit like how the celestials are, but in, in a DC version. In a DC kind of yeah, way. So they're right. very powerful. They're very into this, they're extra, terrestri- extra, extra terrestrial, they're space bound. Yeah. They're, you know, some next they're level. Watchers, they, they know what's going on. Exactly. Some next level people, a bit like how like dark side level people kind of okay. thing, you know, apocalypse and what, all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, so Ava, 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 What's her name? Ava DuVernay is yeah. on, on that. She obviously done uh, the, uh, the, the film. documentary. Yeah, the 13th, 13th Amendment she done. Yeah. And she's done the uh, the Disney uh, film that came out, uh, uh, Rink, um, Wrinkle in Time. Time. So she's got she's got credibility in sure. the industry. Nightwing, who's uh, obviously uh, Batman's uh, wingman. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> he, was his whipman. And, and we, we're seeing him on, on screen on right Titans, now. Titans, exactly. Yeah, on so Titans. Dick, Dick Grayson. So... Yeah, so that's meant to be happening as well. Black Adam, which, which we we spoke, we spoke about, about well. a while ago. So that's the rock. The, the that, rock that is happening. Yeah, when it's happening, we don't, we don't know. know. So Black Adam is basically Shazam's arch nemesis. They're both like sort of. I think Black Adam is tied to Egyptian uh, mythology. Right, I believe so. I believe so. 
but Black Adam is a, is a deep cat. He's powerful, like Shazam, a bit like Superman, can fly. Yeah. He's a bit of an anti-hero. So it would be interesting to see The Rock. I think The Rock as Black Adam, he literally looks like him. His size like is him literally, he is, he doesn't need any padding for his no, suit. No, no. The Rock, no. If, he, if, he, if that happens, that's going to be a film. Yeah. Know it, yeah? Wicked. Uh, and then Jared's Joker. So there's going to be so many Jokers running around. Yeah, there's Joaquin's one. Exactly. There's, there's Jared's one. Like, And the whole thing with the Joaquin Phoenix one, that exists outside of yeah. all the, you know, all this kind of, um, you know, the, the films that we've just mentioned now. And it's almost like as if Joaquin Phoenix wanted to do this so that he could show the, a different type of Joker. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that was one of his stipulations. He didn't want to be linked to something that's going to be like, you know, four or five movie contract deal yeah. and stuff like that. And if we go back to the Jared Leto one from Suicide Squad, I mean, that his portrayal was crazy. It was mm, mad. Mm. And I think we weren't given enough. Mm. And I think there was a lot of kind of stuff that was cut out. Yeah, and I think yeah. he got pissed off with that. Yeah. And, Cause, and also the Joker is a role that is really... How do you get your mind around that? Yeah, people like, it's a role, it's a, like, not anyone can be Superman, not anyone can be the Batman, but no one... The Joker is a role that people really hold in high regard. Yes. The Joker is seen as one of the most, like the pinnacle of comic book villain. Yeah. The, the Joker is up there. Yeah. So if you're going to play the Joker, you've got to bring your A game. You've got to be either the best one or you'll be forgettable. Yeah. Now people talk about the best Jokers as being uh, like uh, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Yeah. Uh, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Uh, Mark Hamill. From Batman, from, from the, anima- the, the yeah. animation. Some yeah. people hold that one as the best one, you know. Oh, brilliant! Some I know. people hold that one as the best Joker because yes. they read that one there was just it defined. Even yeah. though it was the animation, he just he smacked, he smashed it. Yeah. So the Joker's a hard act to follow. Okay, Deathstroke. We saw a glimpse of Deathstroke at the end of so, uh, Justice it, League. Yeah, in the Justice League. So it was when uh, Lex Luthor was talking about having his own team. Yeah. So Deathstroke is he's, he's gangster. He's He's like one of Batman's arch nemesis. nemesis. Uh, Lobo. We, we, Lobo. We spoke about we Lobo spoke a while ago. Lobo. Lobo's actually going to be coming to uh, to Krypton, the TV show. Oh, right. There's yeah. a TV show called Krypton. And yeah. it's about, it's a prequel to Superman, actually. Okay. Before Superman was born and stuff like that. So yeah. he's coming to that, but they're also going to make a film of him. But having said that, Superman does exist within the whole, the CW universe because... Yeah, Supergirl. Yeah. Because within the whole Supergirl, there's yeah. Superman as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so... And I think he even, he even may get his own show or be made more heavily involved in it. It's, it's, a, it's There's a lot going there's on. There's a lot going yeah, on. Lobo's a, he's a crazy, crazy cat. He's a bit like Wolverine and Cable mixed together. He's a bit mad. He's yeah. got super, he's got healing factor. He's a, he's a crazy one. But yeah. yeah, so he may get his own film as well. And then, and then, uh, we've, got, then we've got Superman that who, I just don't know. And Henry Cavill turned around and just- what's going on. Like he doesn't want to do it no more. Yeah. And like, you know, it's all up in the air. So so I literally reeled off a whole list of possibilities here. And I think everyone listening, see them as that possibilities. Yeah. yeah. Unless you see it like with, a, with a date. So obviously we didn't mention, we didn't mention uh, Birds of Prey. We didn't mention uh, Wonder Woman. We didn't mention uh, Shazam. That's all happening. We've seen trailers. We've got dates on those. Believe those. All these here, yeah. pinch of salt, mate. I've got a lot of salt around me at the moment. 
there's a lot of salt around me <laughs> with all these pinches of salt because this is all just I know. you know empty empty promises yeah but i think kind of like out of the lot though we will see i think definitely we'll see suicide squad yes i think so yeah i think that one's going to be definitely yeah. because they made a whole big announcement james Gunn yeah. going over and i think he's got something to prove as well yeah yeah so we'll see that one yeah so that'd be good all right um tell us about cyclops and x-men cyclops yeah so basically uh cyclops has been one of those characters i mean cyclops He's like a he's a he's a safe bet type yeah. thing. He's not been an edgy character. We've liked a bit Wolverine. Too goody two shoes. Yeah, we've liked Wolverine more. We've liked other people more within the X Men sort of movie franchise. And Cyclops has been like a like a, a prefect or like a hall monitor. Hey, stop <laughs> running in the hall. Where's your hall pass? Yeah. Sort of thing. You know. And there's always been that friction in the films yeah. between Wolverine yeah, and which Cyclops. Stems from the comics as well yeah. because they're both like the same girl. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so. The word is that Cyclops is going to be a bit more edgy, mm, a bit more hardcore. That'd be good to see. And the actor that's playing him is obviously they're all younger cast, and I think we may get a bit more, uh, a bit more personality, a bit more, you know, a bit more edge from him, which I think will lend more to the the character and bit, bit make make it a bit more interesting than the normal preppy. Maybe in the future he may be preppy, yeah. but I think it'd be good to show him because he's a teenager. Yeah. What teenagers like, you know, sharp and. And polished off. Teenagers are meant to be rebellious Hormonal, and so on. like he's exactly. mouth- mouthy. Exactly. So I think it's good if they show that. Yeah. And it'd be interesting to see if his powers will be like fully manifested or they'll just, they'll still be, I don't know, because you know his powers, you know what he can do with a laser. Do you know what, where that comes from? Do you know what it is? Like physically? No, tell me about it. According to the comics, uh, his laser is deep, you know? He doesn't just shoot lasers out of his eyes. What, what is it? Tell me. His eyes are a gateway to another dimension. Oh my God. So basically, this is, this is this dimension where it's just like massive energy. Basically, his, his eyes are like gateways to like a supernova or some sort of uh, place where energy is just like... Kind of thing, you I know? I love that. So his eyes basically are that gateway. So he hasn't got the power of lasers... He's just got a, a two gateways in his, you know, optic uh, cavities. As he opens it, he lets this power out, and that's it. So the power's all always constantly there. He just lets it out. So yeah. he's just he's he's a gateway to another dimension, basically Flipping through his eyes. Hell. That's where the power comes from. And if he really knew how to manifest that power, he'll be on another level. Another level, yeah. yeah. But he's he's already powerful enough. But yeah, exactly. It's just yeah, that's that's where his powers come from. That it's not wicked. just like lasers, like just random lasers I love the and that's stories. also why his his powers are basically infinite mm. he doesn't get tired from shooting lasers he closes his eyes because he has to stop it but if he kept his eyes open it would just yeah. be forever he'd just be there going forever and just to kind of recap cable yeah. is scott summers and no what's the what's the connection uh, so yeah so cable is uh their future is scott's future dad Wow. I believe, yeah. So but C- C- Cable, in the future, yeah. basically uh, Jean Grey, uh, I, be- I believe she dies somehow and Scott is like mortified by it. He's, and then he hooks up with someone else who looks like... He, they, they create a clone called Madeline Pryor, right, who's like it. a Jean Grey, Jean Grey, <laughs> long grain rice. <laughs> American long grain rice. I prefer basmati, but... <laughs> but so yeah, so Jean Grey dies and uh, Scott Summers uh, creates Madeline Pryor, who's like a Jean Grey 
uh, clone. Yeah. Uh, they have a child, Kid which then becomes, becomes Cable. Cable. Okay, yeah. so that, there's the connection between Cable and yeah, Scott Summers. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Right. So that's, that's that. It's mad. Okay. Well, it's a mad madness. Crazy. <laughs> it's wicked. I love the backstories. Um, all right, tell us about now oh, Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. This one sounds interesting, you know. This one sounds interesting. So Captain Marvel, we've seen the trailer. Yeah. In the trailer, it's like she's in space she's in she's on, she's on earth and Astro, uh, she's kind of like a sp- uh, in the army not in the army no in the navy in the, uh, yeah in the air uh, force sorry, air force, in sorry. The air force yeah so basically the sort of word is that her origin story is that she's going to be she's going to be half cree so a bit like how aquaman is mm. like basically her is it her mum or dad hmm. i'm thinking it's her dad either way basically one of her parents yeah is Cree right because years ago Cree used to experiment on earth yeah with uh they they created the inhumans basically okay with a terrigen mist which is going off tangent but basically Cree have had a history on earth and the history the news is that her one of her parents is Cree came to earth you know knocked knocked uh knocked boots with a human mm. made uh Carol Danvers Captain Marvel and then she was sent out to space and lived in space and lived as a Cree, right. basically. And something happened. She got sent back down to Earth, lost her memory. That's why in the trailer she says, I'm sure it, I had a life here period. before. It's all yeah, familiar. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's where that's also where her powers will allow her to, I guess, manifest things that humans can't normally, you know, have. So yeah. I think basically something goes wrong in the film which doesn't, it looks like it gives her powers, but I think this is going to unlock her powers. Right. I think her powers are innate. I think she somehow she's somehow got powers. She's had them, but it's exactly. because she doesn't and know. Exactly. And this thing unlocks her powers and magnifies it. So she can then go uh, binary. Yeah. And that's when she just flips out and she can just like. And she starts punching all Yeah, women. she can just like mash up the Hulk and everyone. Yeah. So I think that's her sort of backstory. So it's a bit like how, you know, Arthur Curry is in Aquaman. He's half, half kind half, of half human, half, half alien. Yeah. And, and yeah, that, that's the sort of, uh, I guess we'll find out in March we'll when it comes out. out so. Very, very soon. Yeah. And keeping it with Marvel. Keeping it with Marvel, yeah. Tell us so about Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas, a.k.a. Hank Pym. Yeah. Uh, so he's revealed in an interview that uh, the quantum realm is going to be a key factor in Avengers 4. And we kind of said this from a while ago. We, we kind of believed that, I mean, from the minute... Uh, Janet Van Dyme said to Hank, to Ant- Ant-Man at the end credits, stay away from the time portals. Otherwise, if you get lost in them, we'll never find you. <laughs> from when she said that, I knew that he was going to get, <laughs> I knew he was going to go into time portals. Yeah. And I knew time via that will be a big factor in Avengers in 4. Because yeah. they need time travel to get back and fix shit up. Yeah. The time stone they ain't got access to. So they, they'll need another way to to go through time. So I reckon Douglas is, to, you know, he's given us something that we already know. Otherwise, yeah. he wouldn't be allowed to say this. Exactly. But yeah, the quantum realm is going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be key. 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 Hmm. Now, um, I really like this next piece of news because Brian Cranston, I'm a huge fan of because obviously Breaking Bad. Yeah. You know, he's done... Um, he was in Godzilla as well, wasn't he? He was in Godzilla as well. And, you know, he's done... He's kind of played uh, roles in, mm. in another big, big film. Infiltrator as well, that kind of... Yeah, and he was like on a show on, um, I think, Sneaky... I want to say Sneaky Pete, which was a, another Amazon kind of exclusive okay. thing. 
Another what thing? Uh, Amazon exclusive. Oh, great show on Amazon, yeah? Yes, wow, Amazon. Really great show. That's a really good service, by the way. I know, they're fantastic. Yeah, they wow. are. <laughs> Seven, $7.99? Not a lot for a good service. Yeah. So we've got Brian Cranston and and I, and I like how, you know, we've got uh, Brian Cranston on one side and then we've got this, we've got this Marvel character, Mr. Sinister, mm. who audiences will know from the 90s uh, cartoon, cartoon oh yeah. man, the way he was drawn, yeah. the vampire-like teeth, the cape, just yeah. like, Bloody Dracula. Mr. Sinister. Oh man, I used to love that. Yeah. It used to freak me out. I used to I love it, man. And his voice was kind of echoey, innit? it? Like he kind of re- reverberated in exactly. his voice. Wicked. He's mad. So, so tell us about this. Yeah, so this stems from a X-Men Apocalypse. The end, uh, there was an end yeah, credit scene end credit where... Scene where they, 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 uh, that facility that Wolverine was kept in, that scene was the best thing about X-Men Apocalypse. Then yeah. Wolverine came out and just chopped people up. That was like berserk. Exactly. Like, when he goes that, mad. Oh man, he had, he had an old school kind of, you know, the, the, the thing on his head, yeah. the wires. Shit, man. Yeah. So yeah, so the, the end credits of that, uh, some scientists or business people, whoever, some shady cats basically yeah. got a suitcase and it's got Essex Corp. Which on is, it, which yeah. is Nathaniel Essex, Mrs. Mr. Sinister's sort of real name. Yeah. He's an Englishman, by the way. Oh, okay. Mr. Sinister, yeah. Not from Essex, but, but he's an Englishman. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they, they gather blood, Wolverine's blood, and pull it in the Essex sort of suitcase. So that, that just alludes that Mr. Sinister is in this universe. And he's and behind the kind he's, of... He's the mastermind pulling the strings because Mr. Sinister is into genetic sort of, you know... Uh, uh, sort of genetic experimentation. He yeah. himself is a is a is like a. I guess he's a product of that in some kind of because way. That's how he gets his whole yeah. the, the 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 other the the um, the villain persona. Yeah, but he, he's 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 well, he's two, twofold. One, he wants to make because he knows about the importance of of Scott Summers and Jean Grey. He knows mm. that their baby is going to be really important basically cable yeah he knows that because in the future cable's a badass cable is mad powerful yeah. the only reason he doesn't have his full powers is because he's infected by the techno organic virus right. which is slowly making him into a robot which he has to use most of his telekinetic powers for to, to stop, stop him otherwise he'll be like a mad powerful telepath yeah that, let, let's park that so <laughs> mr essex uh, mr essex <laughs> Well, technically, yes, yes. Mr. Sinister knows that. Mr. Sinister's backstory also derives from Apocalypse, who helped to make him who he is. Yeah. So he's got some hands in all kinds of pies. Yeah. He's a powerful cat. So if Brian Cranston was linked to that, imagine he's a good actor. I can see him kind of fitting into that role as well. Yeah. And I would really like to see Mr. Sinister made properly. Yeah. Yeah, made properly because Apocalypse was ruined. Apocalypse yeah. in the comics and the cartoons, he, he doesn't is. get defeated. I know. He's like a Thanos level cat. Yeah. He doesn't, he's mad clever. He's been all over time. Yep. He's got mad powers. He doesn't get dealt with. Exactly. He's a, he's just like a, he's like a free four film kind of guy. Yeah. He doesn't get dealt with and they killed him in one blooming film. So Mr. S, Mr. Sinister, do you know what? Do him right or don't do him don't at all. Don't do him at all. That's all I can say. That if you're listening, it. Fox, aka Disney, do it right or leave him alone. Exactly. Please. Please. I know, don't mess it up. All right, now we've spoken, well, you spoke, you mentioned Mark Hamill before, but um, check this out. He just recently confirmed via like Twitter or Instagram or something that he's definitely going to return for the next Star Wars movie. And okay. you know, like, it, 
and people are probably thinking, what, well, how? But he died in a hologram, innit? Yeah, he'll, yeah, he'll be kind of like the force. So just like kind of like Obi-Wan Kenobi back, uh, you know, from the film from the 70s and 80s and everything, how he came yeah. back. And even Yoda came back in the last one. Exactly. He, and also remember Yoda came back and he interacted with with uh with with with, the, with now maybe he made the thunder the thunder come down and all that that is right so no one's ever done that before no so, one's come back as a hologram and interacted with the the so world i think this is going to open up like a whole wow. new world and again i'd probably say that he will be kind of like ray's uh mentor yeah ray's obi-wan yeah exactly mm. and hopefully yoda will come up again and like and there's there was even talk of a, a, like a, a like a obi-wan maybe coming you know coming is back it? again who knows, man, with these films. And but also Qui-Gon as well, a.k.a. Uh, what's his name? Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson, man. That fight AKA, scene. A.k.a. Uh, what's, what's, what's that film he was in again? The, a particular set of skills. Oh, uh, <laughs> where, his, where his wife gets taken, his daughter his gets daughter taken. His daughter gets taken, well, three times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> shit, what is it called? It, it, it'll come to us. Oh, this always happens. Hey, I will find you. <laughs> and I will kill you. All right, okay. So, right. Thor, okay. Yep. Tell us about this one. Tell us about Thor. So Thor, yeah, so, no, sorry, it's not Thor, it's actually <laughs> Chris Hemsworth. Oh, I, I just put it as Thor because yeah. it's less, less, less characters exactly. to write. On the so Chris Hemsworth, <laughs> tell us about Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. So Chris Hemsworth has officially wrapped his part of the Men in Black spin-off. Right. So we know uh, himself and Valkyrie, yeah. <laughs> Tessa, aka Tessa Thompson, yeah, Tessa Thompson, are going to be in the Men in Black spin-off. And I saw a, a quick image actually of them two walking on a desert uh, oh, with, okay. with umbrellas. Uh, I saw, yeah, you saw that one. I saw the one where they're just like she's resting her, yeah, her she, arm on him and everything. Uh, okay, it yeah, just yeah, looks yeah, so, yeah. So cool. But yeah, it looks like a, like a good film. They've got camaraderie from Ragnarok, so they, they work really well together. They're both good performers. Yeah, Tessa Thompson is a really she's versatile. Really, she's good, you know. And I'll and I'll tell the she's reason really why. She's really good. Um, Creed. She was in Creed. Yep which I just kind of like, you know, watched a little bit of just recently. And also Annihilation. Yeah, she was in that as well. She was yeah. in that. This, this girl yeah. is popping up everywhere. And she's going to be a huge star. Massive. And she was in that, uh, Sorry to Bother You, which I saw last week. You did as well, she yeah. She was in that. Yeah. She's also in Westworld. Don't forget Westworld. She's she's popped up in that. <laughs> Look. Yeah, so Tessa Thompson. She's all right, Brit, you know. And she's a Brit. No, she's not. That's the thing. What? You see, do you know what? I thought the same thing. I, I thought I she's a Brit. Because her accent is so good. What 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 she's she's it? American man. I checked on IMDb. She's American. Oh my gosh! The girl's in, American in Thor Ragnarok. I know. I thought I thought so too, and I checked, and I was like, "Hold on, she's from where's she from? Oh shit, is it Washington or kind of? She's American anyway. Put wow. it that way. Yeah, I know. She's good. That is good. That yeah, is a really good. good accent. Um. All right, and finally, Krasinski. Yeah. yeah. So basically, he's he's writing the Quiet Place. In a quiet place, probably in a library, exactly somewhere away from home. So that film just took that massive, yeah, like at the yeah, box office. Yeah, so he's writing part two. So far, we don't know if it's going to be a a direct sequel or a prequel, a prequel or something in between. I think there's lots of space for a prequel. Yeah, I think a direct sequel. There's also space for that, but I think to find out maybe a bit more about where these things came from. Yep, and okay, I, I reckon probably there's going to be more budget. Yeah. And do you know what? In my head, that's not always a good I thing. I was just gonna say because this was so intimate and so controlled. I think more budget is gonna make me more, and sometimes more isn't always better. Exactly. But you know, let this guy have his have his have his work and let him do yeah. his thing because he's done well in the first one. How about this for a title? Not so quiet now. <laughs> a loud <laughs> no, place. A loud- 
<laughs> you imagine? Yeah, it's just too easy that one. Right, okay, so thanks for that, Tabal. It's a lot of lot of uh, news. And remember, we're always kind of like, you know, um, reading up on this stuff. So mm. new stuff comes comes in every day from our birdies out in LA yep, and, yep. and wherever. So ladies and gentlemen, we'll keep you informed. So let's now move on to the box office top 10. And sitting in at number 10 is the Kevin Hart starer and the... Um, Tiffany Haddish. T- Tiffany Haddish film, Night School. Mm. Still there, number Still 10. Still there, number 10. Mm-hmm. Taking 3 million. Uh, it's probably going to be on its way out. Yeah. And number nine, we've got the house with a clock in its walls. Mm-hmm. Again, this is like, this is on its way out as um, well. Saying that though, it's half term in the UK uh, now. So a film like that might pick up a bit of traction mm. during that time. Who but, knows? But, but it, it did, it's done better than uh, night school. Mm, yeah. So it may, it may just linger for another week, possibly. We'll see next week. Exactly. At number eight is Bad Times at the El Royale. Which I was meant to see. And which I saw. You saw. I saw. I'm gutted. And you I've know been what? a bad boy this week. This is... This is looking pretty bad. Is it? I know. But sometimes the money doesn't always make up for the film. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm going to speak about the film, Mm. but it's, I mean, I'm pretty sad that it's in at number eight because it deserves better than that, I think. Mm. Half a mil. Half a mil. And it's at number eight. It's out, mate. It's gone. It's gone. (laughs) It's bad times. It's bad times. It literally is bad (laughs) times. For the for sure. And okay, here's, here's a film that we, that I haven't seen. And it's a Polish film, actually. It's called Claire. It, that's spelled K-L-E-R and it means clergy in Polish. Okay. And it's in film, like the sort of priests kind yeah, of exactly. thing. Yeah, exactly. So it's a film about um, kind of, uh, uh, from what I've read, it's a, it's a film about the abuse and about the, the abuse of power oh. within the Catholic Church in Poland. Okay, okay. And from what I've heard, it's done, it's taken a shit load of money domestically. Okay. So it must, and, if, it's, if it's here now, it must have... Exactly, and obviously, as you know, in London, in in England, we've got a huge Polish community. Mm, mm. So, and I'm sure people yeah, back home have it. been telling people yeah, here, yeah. go out and watch this film. So that's good to see. John Paul the the uh, the, the the Pope, John Paul part part two, John Paul <laughs> the, the second, yeah. wasn't he Polish? Um, well, one of them, one of them was not the one that's not the one now, but the one before was Polish, wasn't he? Possibly. Yeah. I swear he was Polish. Yeah, you're Double right. Check that. Yeah, yeah we got a, yeah. Um, what's this? Number six. Oh, that's some sort of a Cliff Richard laugh. Oh, <laughs> we, we got to see this. Oh, you're going to laugh, mate. I'll leave that to you. <laughs> leave it to you, yeah? So number six is Event Cinema, Cliff Richard Live, 60th yeah, some, anniversary. Some of these cinemas have these like live shows and stuff like that. So yeah, I know. I, I, that's, that's taken 1.1 1. 1. 1 million. It's done more, more than, than El Royale. Oh, <laughs> shit, man. Oh my okay. gosh. Uh, sitting in at number five is Smallfoot, which I haven't mm. seen. And it's doing all right. Well, you wouldn't see it because if you look down, your gut would like, <laughs> your gut would hide it. So if you look I down, got, if you've got small feet. Yeah, exactly. I can't see it. You couldn't see past, no, yeah, past my it gut. Just, you wouldn't see the small feet. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but what do we, what, what do we know about this? It's an animation actually. So it's an uh, animation about some small guy feet. that's got small feet. It's got uh, James Corden. It's got LeBron James actually in it. It's got, uh, who else has it got in it? There's a few people. It's got uh, Common in it as well. Right. So it's got a few, like LeBron James is getting out there now. He's, yeah, because he's, he's... LA Lakers, he just joined them. He's basketball, he's doing Space Jam too. Yeah. He's popping up for a, a, a media career outside of basketball once yeah. he's finished. So he's 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 shaping up. He's, he's not got small feet. No. I def- don't think so. Definitely not. <laughs> uh, right. Okay, so at number four, we've got First Man, which uh, we spoke about last yep. week. And I mean, you know what? It's a, it's a, it is a great movie. Visually, it's stunning. Great performances from Ryan Gosling and Claire Foy. 
and it just kind of brings home this kind of hum, human story about mm. the, the, the cost of going over to the moon and what that involved. Mm. With the emotional cost, the, you mean? The, the emotional cost. Mm. You know, and um, there's a lot of stuff in this movie which I didn't know about. Like, obviously I mentioned like, you know, the, the human cost, the death, people dying. But it's a great film. Mm. Okay. All right. I still got to see it. Yeah, watch that one. Uh, sitting in at number three is Johnny English Strikes Again. I haven't seen it, but mm. look, you know, it's taken eight million so far. Yeah, he's well beloved in this in the UK. So anything he does, I think people are going to respond to it. Exactly. He's a likable character. He's a goofy character. He's yeah, you know, really Mr. Goofy. Bean and stuff like yeah. that. But there's, there's a place for him, and he's yeah, he'll, he'll always do well. Yeah. I, I think what it what it almost feels like is that every once in a while, like this film will yeah, kind of pop yeah. up and it'll do all right. Yeah, mm. and it'll make its money. Yeah, and they and then this is enough for them to say, hey, you know what? In about three or four years' time, let's do another one. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, <laughs> right? Sitting at number two is Venom, which has yeah. which well, you know you mentioned this before in America in in North America, it's done heavy really business. Well. Yeah, it's broken a record for October uh, at that point. Yeah, so. Yeah, done really well. I mean, it's even here for, it's been out for a few weeks. It's just been pipped by the number one, but it's literally done uh, just over three million in a week. In a week. So that's 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 quite consistent. It is, it know? is, yeah. I think there's still kind of like some ga- gas left in the tank for this Oh one. yeah, there is, yeah, 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 there is. There's a bit more venom in the fans. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and at number one is A Star Is Born, which is the... Uh, his name now Brad Bradley Cooper Bradley Cooper and mm. Lady Gaga yep. Stara and I saw this film it is again you know what it's, it's a really interesting mm. piece of filmmaking film director direct, direct debut you yes. just going to say that weren't you yeah there you go there you go and not only that he wrote the songs he's performed the songs he co-wrote the film he directed the film he produced the film Matt I tell you what man this guy is just he's done a lot hasn't he he's done a lot Done. All right, so there's your lot. That's your UK uh, top 10 films. I heard that. So now, Devaldo, tell us what is out on Blu-ray. Out on Blu-ray, DVD and digital download. So we have Ocean's 8. Yes, which we Ocean's, watched. We watched in the cinema and uh, I liked it. It was good, refreshing, and, 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 uh, entertaining. It was fun. But I think the uh, the message in it was bad. <laughs> Why do they have to steal? They're stealing from people that actually don't deserve to be stolen from as well. So yeah. I just think it's a crime and we shouldn't be celebrating it. <laughs> I know it makes me sound quite stiff and old, but... Uh... Definitely stiff. <laughs> um, um, oh my gosh. And when you're old, never waste a stiff. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, but- like, like I said, like... I don't know. There was this. There was a, a moment in the film where I, I just turned kind of something. I thought to myself, "Hang on, that doesn't make sense." There was a bit in the film where they needed the help of uh, the character played by uh, who was Catwoman. Oh, from uh, what's her name? From the Dark Knight <laughs> trilogy. Oh, shit, I remember the name that. It'll come to me. But yeah, a Catwoman, and she was in uh, Devil's Wear Prada. And in, 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 in Interstellar. Interstellar. Yeah, her name will yeah. come. This always happens to us. <laughs> Shit. It's nothing. So, so there's this part of the film where I'm like, you've just kind of like agreed to do this whole thing. And like, where did that come from? So it was just like, oh gosh. All right, okay. But interesting. I think they're going to do more of this Ghostbusters. Do you remember Ghostbusters? When that was the, you know, an all male film back in the 80s, they turned it into an all female thing. Oceans yeah, yeah, 11, yeah, 12 and yeah. 13, same thing here. And I think it's going to happen more and more. 
So we'll yeah. see more more films like this, and which are interesting. All right, uh, what else have we got? Star Wars Rebels. Mm. So the complete, uh, I guess the complete series, all of them. It's, it's four series, Star yeah. Wars Rebels, and it's canon to Star Wars as well. So it fills in gaps from uh, between, uh, is it between Jedi? Ooh, which one is it? Basically, it fills in the gaps of Star Wars, basically. <laughs> so it's out on DVD this week, and it's the last Star Wars animation that's been uh, produced. I think the next one's going to be Star Wars, uh, The Clone Wars, which is going to come out again, which is really good. For me, the next best thing to Star Wars is Star Wars, The Clone Wars. If you can watch that, right, you're winning. Star Wars Rebels is really good as well. You had, uh, I, think, I think Yoda might have shown up in it, did he? I think so. And then we had uh, Darth Vader showed up in it. So I think, so basically the Rebels is what happened after, I think it's what's happened after the Sith. Yeah, it's between the Sith and New Hope, I believe. Okay. I believe that's what it is. I could be wrong. Right. But uh, yeah, it's really good. Really, really good quality as well. Really good production value. Yeah. Uh, and it's canon to Star Wars story wow. as well. So so they could pluck any one of those stories if they wanted to, and they yeah. could turn it into kind of like a big feature film. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure, yeah. They had Saul, Saul Guerrero, uh, who was played by Forrest Whitaker. Oh. He was in Star Wars Rebels in an episode. Yeah. So literally the same, the that, character. that character that was in, uh, which one was, oh, which? Uh, that was the, uh, that was the Rogue One, wasn't Rogue it? One. No, yeah. yeah, Rogue One, yeah, yeah. It was Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah, so he was in Rebels so it literally you know it, it, it coexists basically mm. Mm. that's interesting now, and we have the, the crown yeah this one I mean I, t- I haven't seen this but Neither I know I. a lot a lot a lot of people love this love show it. love it love and it love it this is one of Netflix's um, most expensive m- shows yeah exactly and to it be- stars Claire Foy which is why I put it on there as well links to First Man yes she's, she's up and well she's past up and coming she's going to be mega and just recently I saw the trailer for... The girl that what, kicked the hornet's nest, nest or something. Uh, one, of, one of those sorts of... Yes. Is that the, is that the dragon tattoo kind the, of vibe, It's like isn't a it? continuation yeah, of that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's, yeah, she's in that and she was in uh, the film that I saw a few months ago now, actually, uh, which was Insane. Yes, Insane. Sorry, which I think is a really good film. Yes, yep, yep, yep. So yeah, she's good. She, she's, she's good, actually. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no you're right yes yeah. and she's there's a lot of films that she's going to be coming up in yeah no we'll, we'll keep an eye out for her and hopefully we'll get a shout out from her as well at some point in the future yes okay. <laughs> and then uh, uh down a dork down a dork <laughs> down a dork hall down a very dork hall we have a film and no, i'm joking so down a dark hall is a film it's a weird film actually and it's it stars uh, is it Uma Furman, right from uh, Kill Bill. Yes, Uma Furman. I want to say Uma Furman, but uh, yeah, it's about basically a like she's a a school. Well, it's not a school. It's more like a an institute for sort of troubled kids. Mm. And in this institute, they've got a lot of kids that have been troubled and have been kicked out of school and, sure. and all sorts. And they are taken to this facility to try and be, you know rectified put straight <laughs> yeah <laughs> and basically uh these kids are put in a situation where the school and the facility is basically got some mad uh, <laughs> mad techniques right no 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 is that even that 
spirits and oh, <laughs> this is a horror film yeah so the school basically all these students start, they're all troubled kids you think oh they're just they're stupid they're this they're that they're yeah. delinquents once they all get into the situation where they realise there's something going on here and the head teacher Uma Thurman has got some other you know ulterior mm. ulterior motive they kind of band together right to try and you know survive basically because one by one they start these getting... kids are you know something's happening to these kids yeah and then the parents probably think oh it's just my kid my kid was always bad oh oh they've gone mad now oh it's always gonna happen oh gosh it's so sad but really <laughs> it's the really, demon it's head exactly head exactly yeah so down a dark hall is out on DVD now. Okay, that sounds so interesting. So you can watch it in the comfort of your own ho- of your own house. Okay. Yeah. All right. And what is new on streaming and coming up on trailers? I was going to ask you the same thing. All right. <laughs> so listen, here's one that I kind of saw. This is a trailer actually that I want to kind of mention. It's called The Kid Who Would Be King. Oh. What a title, The Kid Who Would Be King. And it's directed by, uh, do you remember Attack the Block? Yeah. We, yeah. we spoke about that last week we because did. the new Doctor Who's in it. That was it. Yeah. yeah. So Joe Cornish, he directed Attack the Block. And also you might remember Joe Cornish w- was involved in writing the first draft for Ant-Man. Oh, yes. Along with, uh, uh, what's his name? Your man, um, Edgar Hall, Edgar Ed- Wright. Edgar Wright. Yeah, that yeah. was it. So so clearly, I mean, and, and he, I think he was uh, wrote Tintin as well, I think. Or he might have been involved in writing Tintin. Tintin, Tintin as well. Yeah. Tintin. So, so yeah. Snowy. So the kid uh, who would be king is a new take on the King Arthur legend. But importantly for obviously this movie is it's all acted out by kids. So you've got a, a school kid who's been bullied. He's kind of a bit of a bit of a loner. And one day when, you know, being bullied, he comes across uh, the sword in the stone and magically mm. he draws the sword out of the stone <sighs> So the le- as legend, the legend is that if you draw the sword out of the stone, you are the rightful heir to, yeah. the, you know, you're King Arthur, basically. So it's got Patrick Stewart in it, who plays... Um, Professor X. Yes, who plays and- Merlin. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. And, oh, I think he plays Merlin. And it's got Rebecca Ferguson, and you would have seen her most Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. I can't, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. do I say it like, like, like Sean Connery? Mission, Mission Impossible. Impossible. <laughs> uh, Mission Impossible. And she plays Morgana. Morgana? Yeah, so she plays the evil Morgana, that sorceress. Okay, okay. And so, yeah, it's going to be kind of like a, a a King Arthur legend, but it's told like in England, like, you know, British actors, and it's going to have kind of like spectacle. It's going to have loads of, I think, a, a comedy, you know, where the kids banding together and then they've got to defeat the, you know, the evil army of uh, Morgana. So, yeah, it should be fun, should be interesting. And that will be coming out, I think, at the Christmas time. If I'm oh, not mistaken. Perfect time, okay. Yeah, yeah so that'd be good. Okay, uh, secondly, another trailer that I wanted to mention to you was, it's a horror film and it's called The Curse of La... Yeah, like, let me get, even I can't get the pronunciation. Well, yeah. <laughs> you La can't, I can't. Llorona. Oh, La Llorona. La Llorona. Ah. Now, La Llorona is the weeping lady. Ah. Now this is a this is a, a bit of a this is a legend. So this is a Mexican legend, and the legend goes. I'm scared of Eddie. You know, I'm oh scared man, seriously because to weep <laughs> is a next level. Because you can cry, but you can weeping, bawl. But when you're weeping, weeping it means that's something. The next level. Yeah, that's really next painful. Level. So basically, the legend is Anne that, Hathaway. 
What? So I, it just it just popped into my. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Hathaway. Yeah, Sorry. Hathaway. Yeah, Ocean's from eight. Ocean's Eight. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, it's fine. So La Llorona is uh, is based on a uh, an urban legend where a, a lady in Mexico she drowned her kids in a lake. Oh my! And ever since that time, she's been wondering. She's been wandering the earth or wandering, wandering the area, like looking for those kids. So she's caught between earth, like, you know, our realm and the, the, the other realm, which we don't want to go and which we don't want to speak about. But she's caught in between this place. And the legend goes that if you hear her weeping, basically run, run, because she's coming out for you. And also, if you're a kid and you hear the weeping, she wants you. Because she thinks that you are her kid and just basically run. So I saw the trailer. I am running, mate. Seriously. I'm running from now. <laughs> it's, it's got, it's, it, I saw the trailer. It looks kind of creepy. It looks freaky. It's got these kids in it as well. And obviously because, you know, she's looking for, the weeping lady's looking for her kids. But do you remember the priest from Annabelle? He's in it. He's in it. That Joker priest. Yeah. Oh. So it's it's basically part of the, it's got some kind of characters which are similar. And also connected to The Conjuring and Annabelle is, this is produced by James Wan. Oh my gosh. And it's directed by future Conjuring 3 director. Oh, they're so, going to bring The Conjuring into this you somehow. You know what? I think it's somehow. all part of the universe. Do you know that? So check this out. It's called The Curse of La Llorona, The Weeping Lady. I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll watch it, right? We will. This is going to be on our Oh list. yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. but true all those like some of those terms make it much more powerful because to weep i mean when was the last time you said oh i wept the other day you know it's like (laughs) you don't say it do you you? you can cry but if you're weeping Weeping. it means your soul is spilling out it's like there's something terribly wrong weep weep it's like weep and imagine seeing this like a a lady weeping Walking with white clothes and just making this this terrible weeping sound. Weep, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's not <laughs> it's, like it's, it's kind of like it reminds me of you know, <laughs> guys. I know this is silly, but it kind of reminds me of you no, know, like okay, you got a snake, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But when you say serpent, <laughs> that, that is so true. When you say serpent, that is so that gets true. Biblical. It's like serpent. It's you know like what what, why can't you just say snake? Serpents are next <laughs> level. Nasty. <laughs> serpent out again, you know. Because once a Serpent gets in you. Oi, that gets into your spirit, mate. Oh, man. <laughs> don't. Seriously, don't. Serpent. <laughs> Please don't. Okay, the next, uh, okay. okay, the next one. Yeah, tell escape us about this room. one. Yeah, go on. The escape room is about, hey, some people do this, like for some work events or, you know, just fun. You mm. can book an escape room. Yep, yep, yep. You know, it's like, I don't know, last an hour or so. You've got these different... Uh, tasks or challenges that you got to try and do within the time and the more you do I guess you get you know you, you get through it and you can basically you know conquer the, the escape room you got to yeah. try and do it within the time it's mostly fun yeah you know it's mostly fun this now is not <laughs> this escape room it sounds like you need to escape if Painful. you want to live yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's, it's it's for me think of saw yeah and think of uh the cube cube right okay the cube came out in 1997 there's been three cubes right. since then or four yeah no three i think it's one two three so cube one cube two cube zero okay there might be another one but yeah those those films basically 
the cube is that you wake up in this technologically crazy advanced room yeah. that's like shaped like a cube and you've got to try and escape yeah. otherwise you die and there's different tasks that you need to crazy complete. contraptions and tasks and yeah. this film sounds like it with a mixture of saw sure. because i think some of these you know tasks if you don't complete them you're, you're losing a leg or you're losing <laughs> you're losing an arm or something <laughs> mad's gonna happen to you yeah so this seems like a, basically the premise is a bunch of people wake up in this in this room they've got to work together to get out of the room sure different rooms bit by bit and I got the feeling that by the end of the film we're going to have two people left or one person left and then there's going to be a sequel or a prequel I exactly bet exactly so it looks interesting though yeah it looks all right yeah it looks all right I think it's coming out, it's coming out next year 2019 yeah. so 2019 is looking like a, like a loaded year yeah yeah loaded year and, and just before we kind of move off on to the next section uh, other stuff that's out which has just come out we know that Making a Murderer is out mm-hmm. Daredevil season 3 is mm-hmm. out Apostle is out yep uh, Man oh. in the High Castle. Do you know what I think is out as well? Because I saw it, but I haven't seen it yet. The Dark... The, the Night. The, the Night the Comes come For You. Us. Oh, it, I think that's on Netflix now, you know. It is, I think I've got to double check. Is it on there? It is. Oh, it's on man. there. Don't mess around. we got to watch this. I'm watching that tonight, mate. we got to watch it and we'll review that for heavy, next week. Heavy, heavy film. And like I said before, I mean, I haven't seen uh, any of The Daredevil yet, so we'll speak about I'm on, that. I'm on episode five. I knew you I'm on episode were. Five. I Literally, knew I'm catching you were. little Seriously. half an hour episode here, there. I'm just yeah. We'll, we'll speak about it yeah. next week. But guys, the night will come for you. Watch it. It's it's like it's got the people from the raid in it. Yes. Yeah. I know Abby likes that. Abby, if you're hearing this, go watch it, Abby. Emmanuel, if you're hearing this, watch the night comes for you. Yeah. Because you know it always does. And what a title! <laughs> and what a title! <laughs> you can't escape it. The night comes for you, mate. It is. It's you crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I'm weeping. Uh, right, okay. So now let's move on to... Aniv- I love Anniversary Corner, man. Why do you love it? Because of this. Anniversary Corner. It's just, you know what? It's so catchy that. Um, so Anniversary Corner is our section where we bring you a selection of films going back 30 years all the way to 10 years ago. And I mean, this this week we've got like a mixture of kind of like horror, a bit of thriller, psychological thriller... We've got a uh, sci-fi. Did it on purpose, yeah. Yeah, and we've it's, got it's a horror kind of week, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and we've got a film about children. Tell us about the children. The children is actually came out in two thousand and eight. Yeah, because ten years ago, isn't it? <laughs> it's a mad film. It's a mad, mad, mad film. <laughs> I love it when you start a film <laughs> like that because no. it's going to be crazy. It's a mad film. This film, yeah, it's about this you know, families that uh yeah so quite yeah quite young families you know there's hipster type families they get together in a like a cottage type situation uh they've all got kids and all the kids can play together oh it's good i'll go and play in the swings ah mommy daddy (laughs) all the kids are having fun it's like one of those that is creepy man (laughs) (laughs) i think it's near christmas time or something but it's like it's like a holiday kind of you know thingy and yeah, all is good. All is good. Everyone's happy. There's no beef. It's all good, man. Everyone's eating, drinking. Ha, 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 ha. And it all goes bad. That does sound good. Cool. <laughs> Basically, something happens to these kids. I don't know if it's a virus or something. Yeah. But basically the kids start like turning to psychopaths, oh, killers. shit. The kid, yeah, they... They, they they start killing they, the kids start killing man oh. <laughs> I don't know how, how else to say it the kids start killing man yeah. 
the kids turn into killers and then the parents <laughs> have to protect themselves and try not to kill their own kids. Oh gosh. The kids are turning into like a bunch of Chuckies. Because on one side you're like, I, that's my kid. I love my kid. Hmm. But at the same time, your kid is like trying to slit your throat. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, and and, and the, the, way these, the way these kids try and kill people is no like, it's not no nice, you know, way of killing. It's like, it's like the little Chuckies basically. Oh my gosh. Little Chuckies trying to just stab you up or whatever. <laughs> it's mad. It's mad. It's, it's almost the opposite of Mom the and Nicholas, Dad. Yeah. Of that film where yeah. the parents try and kill the kids. This is the opposite. Yeah. So think of the the dynamic of which what's gonna what's gonna be harder? A parent trying to stop their kid killing them or a kid trying to run away from their parents trying to kill them. Kill them. It's both a madness because you're 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 balanced, your your love and your like you you want to love them, but then you're at the same time it's a madness, you yeah. know? I think those two have to be watched as a double bill, right? Oh my god. You've got to watch as a double bill. That that's actually a good thing that yeah, yeah. That's that's a good shout. It is, isn't it? A good shout. We'll you get both sides on... of the coin. Yeah, put it up. Let's put we, it up. We'll put that one yeah. up, right? Okay. All right. So that's the children. That was from 2008. And now Switchblade Romance. Now that's I've a, that's heard... a title, man. Did, Come on. A... Romance with a switchblade. Switchblade. <laughs> I just think like, you know, flick of a yeah, knife and yeah, like, you know, yeah. I love you. Yeah. Stab you. Switchblade Romance, man. French film. Yes. It was released in in uh, the UK under Switch Switchblade Romance. In, in France, it was called High Tension. Mm. I know Switchblade Romance sounds a lot better. It's more intriguing, I don't know right? how one title can come from another. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, hey, they called it like, I don't know, low tension or, <laughs> or mid tension or love tension or nothing to do with tension. It's no, just Switchblade, Switchblade Romance. Romance. I don't know how they got that. A lot of flip chart paper to get that one. <laughs> <laughs> Brainstorming. It's like, well, it doesn't match, does it at all? But this is about uh, a couple of girls actually that are on a road trip mm. in France and, or they're doing some sort of, you know, you know, exp- finding themselves, eat, pray, love. Oh yes, let's go and be at one with the countryside. Yes, let's explore. And they go out there. And they what, find, they start killing people? No, <laughs> everyone kills people. But uh, they, they find, they go to this cottage. I think they run out of petrol. They, they need to use the phone or something. And that's the biggest mistake they could ever oh, make. Shit. They go to this cottage. One thing leads to another. The people in the cottage are... Crazies. Yeah, they're crazies. Oh, Switchblades. Oh man. Like, it's just, they're, they're trying to survive for their life. Yeah. It's a madness. It's a good film. Yeah. It's yeah. one of those kind of slasher type house have house have i hills have eyes the sorry. Have I, yeah, but yeah. they're not like grotesque like that they look like normal people okay they, they that's they're which the worst worse. exactly yeah which is worse because that yeah. could be your neighbor <laughs> yeah exactly you know what i mean so <laughs> it's a madness but it's a good film the yeah. title alone like, is enough to kind of hook you exactly, in right yeah well it warrants a watch okay. switchblade romance and that was back from 2003 15 2003, years ago 15 yeah. years ago wow mm-hmm. and then all right this one from 20 years ago so this is 1998 yeah this is Psycho, and is this the remake of? Yeah, this is the one with uh, Vince uh, Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. I don't, I don't know who put Vince Vaughn in that. <sighs> I know, and, like, and and I remember when this came out. I actually saw this in cinema. This is so you know you got a remake, but not only is it remake, it's, it's a scene shot, by scene, isn't it? It's yeah, a no, shot yeah. for shot remake yeah. of Psycho from back yeah. in 1968 or whatever yeah. it was, mm. directed by Gus Gus Van Sant. Double check that for me, Gus Vincent. I think, is it Gus Van Sant or... I'll double check that for you. No problem. Yeah. Mm. And Gus Van Sant, he's done like some really, really good movies. Oh, yeah? So Vince Vaughn, who plays Norman Bates. Yeah, Norman Bates. 
And it's exactly this. There is nothing else that for us to kind of say. It's exactly the same as the Psycho movie from 1968, starring Anthony Perkins and directed by Alfred Hitchcock. But um, it's got Vince Vaughn as as obviously Norman Bates, and I can't remember who was who was the the Janet Leigh character. Uh, Julianne Moore's in it. Julianne as, Moore, uh, uh, Leela Crane, right? Uh, Anne Heck. Anne Hesh. Hash or sorry, yeah. Yeah, Anne Hesh. <laughs> William plays. H. Macy, Vigo Mortensen or Aragon. Aragon, right. Isn't it? There's quite a few people in it, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember when this came out, it was like, right, okay, why did they need to remake, number one, why did they need to make Psycho? But mm. secondly, why did they do it? Why did he do a shot for shot remake? Gus Van Sant. Yeah. 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 And and it came yeah, under it a lot of lazy, isn't it? It came under a lot of criticism really because they mm. were like, was this necessary? Because you're talking mm. about a classic movie, yeah, yeah. psychological horror thriller that was from the 60s, mm. which people like totally revere. Mm. Maybe so, that's why, because they, they knew it was so good back in the day. They felt like they wanted to bring it out again, but not change it because they felt it would just be better to leave it the same. Yeah. Which, I don't know, I don't in, know. in some kind of way, it got budget and someone thought it's a good idea. Yeah, possibly. I wonder if it made kind of like money, but I'm, I mean, I'm not sure. I got a clue though. But that was from... Um, 1998. That was from 1998. Mm. All right, a film that I wanted to kind of like mention was a kind of strange film actually. It's called The Vanishing and this is from 25 years ago. So this is from 1993. Okay. And it's a remake of a Dutch film. Oh. And um, I think like in Dutch it was called like Without a Trace, but... What happens usually, uh, you know, you get like these successful films from other countries mm-hmm. and then Hollywood gets wind of them. Yep. And then they say, you know what, let's do a remake. Yep. So the remake stars Jeff Bridges, Kiefer Sutherland and future star. Well, actually, was she big in 93? I'm not sure. But Anne Sa- Hathaway. Uh, Sa- <laughs> Sandra Bullock. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, who was she in, was in Speed. Speed came out in 93. Oh, I right. Think. So she was probably... Or something. Oh, and Demolition Man was, yeah, yeah, yeah. was in she, 93 she was, as well. So she was big. She was up and coming, innit? Yeah. Yeah. So let me just tell you the plot of this one. So... Oh, vanishing. Okay. So, so what vanishes? Do they vanish? Well... Or do well, they use too much vanish and they disappear from existence? Well, there's like, that as well. Kiva Sutherland and Sandra Bullock, they're driving through, you know, middle America and they're on vacation. And one day, Sandra Bullock vanishes without a trace. Mm. And this has left, obviously, this has left Kiefer Sutherland like distraught. He is, he, he spends like years and years and years trying to find out what's exactly happened to her. And he's got nowhere. And just as when he thinks that, you know what, his, you know, he can move on with his life, he gets a knock on the door. And it's Jeff Bridges. And Jeff Bridges says to him, I was the one. Who took your wife. Who took your wife. Serious. And imagine, just imagine that for a moment. So the love of your life, your wife vanishes Mm-mm. without a trace. Years later, knock on the door. Hey ho, it was me who did it. So he literally bridged the gap, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Bridges bridged that gap. The guy, he just <laughs> broke through and just kind of like, oh my gosh. Wow, I'll be, gut- I'll be angry, gutted. I'll be like, what? But imagine Jeff Bridges' character, the the guts that you got mm. to, to be able to knock on the door and do that. Just knock on, hey man, it was you know me. your wife we're missing? <sighs> I took her. And then, um, so Jeff Bridges promises Kiefer Sutherland, I will tell you exactly what happened, right? But there's a catch. And the catch is only, I will tell you exactly what happens only if you agree to go through exactly what your wife went through. 
But I don't know what that, I, don't, I don't know what that is yet. Exactly. Oh, I'll be so, like, nah, it's so, cool. Close the door. <laughs> See ya. So, so on one hand, you've got Kiva Sutherland who wants to find out about his wife and what happened to her and everything. And this guy, who's obviously like a maniac, crazy, says, okay, I'll tell you exactly what happened to your wife, but I'm going to put you through exactly what your wife went through. Boom. Do you want to mm. do it? Do you want to know? Well, he has to say, yeah, because otherwise there'll be no film. There'll be no film because he yeah. can just shut the door and yeah, that's exactly. at the end. And um, so then there's kind of flashbacks to kind of we we learn about what happened, what, you know, Jeff Bridges did. And it's just kind of like really, it's one of those trippy movies where it would just makes you think, right, okay, what would you do in that situation? Mm. Would the first instinct be just to kind of kill this person? Or does the desire to find out mm. what happened to your wife overcome that desire mm. for you to take revenge? Okay. But then I, I would have thought maybe also that Jeff Bridges probably like, had a good time with the wife so if he's saying you have to go for the same thing i'm thinking shit what if he, i don't want you to do nothing to me like that <laughs> but he, that's the thing kiva sutherland doesn't know Damn, so he's, he's got door, to say mate. yes or he's got to kill him there's just yeah. two alternatives you either kill the man or you just say yes and then you've got to go mm. through exactly the whole Damn. experience so so yes mm. so this was back in 93 and it's an interesting story it didn't do well critically it was panned and I think critically because the the original was just so good, mm, mm. you know, as as that a lot of the happen. case. Yeah. And I remember when um, when, was it the Ring? Yeah. Was it the Ring when, like, you know, the, the Japanese, the Japanese film? And mm. I remember when they started making the the US one, and then it was just like they just don't compare. Mm. You get that a lot, but it's an interesting film. So if you like your psychological, like, you're basically worst worst mm. nightmare, right? <laughs> like <laughs> flipping hell. <laughs> Apart from a weeping lady, this oh is going to be up there. So that is the vanishing, and that was from nineteen ninety three. Damn. And obviously, keeping it with mm, Halloween, Halloween theme because Halloween is out. Obviously, yep. Halloween four. four. <laughs> so Halloween four came out in nineteen eighty eight. This is this is there's, there's been too many Halloweens. I didn't realize there were four of them. You know. You know what? I've lost track. I haven't seen this one. I just put it here because you know Halloween's what? out. I know. And the funny thing is Halloween 3, it was called Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. That's got nothing to do with Michael Myers. Are you serious? It's got, there's nothing to do with Michael Myers. These people, man. Just and then trying what happened to make money. Was, just yeah, trying to get money. Exactly. And, and then what happened was that film did so badly. They were like, okay, let's bring back Michael Myers and the whole thing. And then after this was Halloween H20. So 20 years later? Yeah. Wow. Then there was the remake Rob Zombie Halloween. From 2007. What? Bro. There's been another one. T you know what? This, 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 is the, this, this is the film that keeps on giving, oh giving blood. Gosh, I'm tired of it, man. Seriously. Oh, yeah. All right. So that was Halloween 4. And if you love your Halloween films, go and check that one out. But I mean, mm. seriously, you're not going to be... Oh, you, now, now we've got to actually talk about Halloween now, now isn't it? Right, okay, now let's <laughs> move... had enough of talking. I know. Right, now let's move into, uh. the, ha let's move into the review section and... All right, right. So let's go then. All right, let's take let's take away. So, you know, you just mentioned Halloween four. Yeah. Right. So this Halloween from two thousand eighteen is a continuation of the Halloween from nineteen seventy eight. But here's a crucial different uh, um, difference to Val. Halloween two, Halloween three, Halloween four, the Rob Zombie remake. They've all been retconned. Mm, they don't yeah, exist. Yeah. So according to the director of of and the makers of mm. uh, of this new halloween all that shit just didn't 
it didn't doesn't exist. Just for the listeners out there, retcon means retroactive continuity. That's yeah. when the, the filmmakers like change something to make it easier in most cases to continue a storyline. Yeah. Just and, for and this yeah. is this is I mean happens in the comics a lot basically. Yeah. Happens a lot in the comics. It does, doesn't yeah. it? So so Bloomhouse and mm. <clears throat> Bloomhouse are conquering the horror world right now. They are now. man. I think it's a bit of a misstep here. If I'm being totally honest, I'm just going to put that out there. Yep. It's been a, a bit of a, a huge letdown for me on this one, but let's give the let's let's have, have the setup. Yeah. So this is 40 years after Halloween, so the original 1978 film. Now let's go back a bit. Michael Myers was six years old when he murdered his sister in the first Halloween film. Oh, was it? Because yeah, I saw I saw the clip from that, but I didn't. Yeah. I forgot in so in, in Halloween. I know. Yeah. In Halloween, in Halloween one then. Yeah. Wasn't that clip before Halloween one? Yeah. So so what happens is when he was six years old, mm. uh, Michael Myers kills his sister yeah. in an apparent like mental rage, whatever. Yeah. He gets sent away and then 15 years later, yeah, that's it, yeah. Uh, so when he's 21, 21 years old, yeah. he's he gets, um, he's being transported from one place to another place, but then he escapes mm. and then he comes back to- And then makes Halloween. Then he makes Halloween, okay, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's that. And it's kind of a similar setup in this one. Mm. So it's been 40 years later, uh, Michael Myers is in this kind of mental institute and the backstory is that he's been kind of spoken to by like 30, 40 different, like, you know, mental psychologists. Mm. And they all say one thing, he's mentally deranged, he's psychotic. And given the opportunity, he'll basically kill you, right? Yeah. That is it. And then we get these two, <laughs> we get these two journalists, mm. like flipping out, Pinky and Perky, right? <laughs> Pinky and Perky from bloody, from England, they come over, they're like... Yes, we want to interview you <laughs> and we want to find out about the real Michael Myers. You know? and I, oh, fuck Donuts. God. Seriously. And, I, and as soon as that happened, I was like, listen, this is a disaster waiting yeah, to happen. Yeah. And so you've got these two, you know, uh, British journalists that come over and um, he was like, hey, Michael, I've got this thing for you. Can you tell me? And he pulls out his Michael yeah. Myers mask. Right. And <laughs> Look, then, at <laughs> Look at it. Look at it. <laughs> right, okay. So <laughs> it's just, it's I, I wanted so Michael Myers to clap him in his face. <laughs> I, I from that point onwards I wanted Michael Myers just to kill him. <laughs> yeah. End end his journalism days. Well I wanted one of those other sort of uh inmates to just come over and maybe chew his face off or something, you know? Because they were all going kind of like mad and they all go, ah, 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 ah. they're all kind of like, they're all reacting. The dog, the dog barking. Yeah. Fine. So you've got these like visual shots. They want to build up the tension. You see, there's something really kind of crazy mm. about Michael Myers. We still don't get to see his face, but crucially, he's got white hair. Yeah. He's, 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 he's bald. Yeah. He, he's yeah. bald and he's got white hair. And he's played by the same guy who played Michael Myers from 1978. No. Yes. Oh my In gosh. some of the scenes, but the the phys more physical scenes it's they've got they bought in a new cat. Okay, okay. But it for 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 um partway through it it's the same Michael Myers, the same actor. So Michael Myers is, you know, he he's got a, a crazy uh you know, his psychologist as well, who's mm. kind of like the new Dr. Loomis and that's a reference to kind of like the 1978 film who's like Oh, I thought so. Yeah. yeah. Who's like, hey, look, you know what? He's he's my patient and you know what? I've I've studied him for the last 30, 40 years and you know, he's magnificent. I want to find out about <laughs> what goes on in his mind and all sorts of stuff. And I was like, okay, you're next. You're gonna die yeah. next, right? Simple <laughs> as that. Like end of end of story. And the journalist, they then meet 
um, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Laurie Strode. Yeah. Now, when I met Laurie, when we meet Laurie Strode, I'm like thinking, oh my God, this is like Linda Hamilton. This is like Sarah Connors. I kind of, yeah. And also from uh, Walking Dead from... Uh uh, Carol. Carol, yeah. She kind of reminded me of that. The grey hair, hair, the yeah. shotguns and all that. And like, you know, the practicing. And now Laurie Strode is someone who is, who's basically lived in seclusion. You know, she's been waiting for a moment in time where she might have to confront Michael Myers yeah. one more time. So doors are all locked. She's got bolts. She's got like uh, secret rooms, hidden rooms. She's got cameras set up all over the place. And the journalists, they visit her and they say, hey, look, we'd like to ask you some questions about Michael Myers and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, okay, she she agrees for some money. She gets interviewed. And three grand. Three I'll grand for about yeah. 10 minute work. I know. <laughs> like, you know, fine. So the, then the journalists, they ask her a few questions and then right, boof, they're off. And then this is where things start to get kind of uh, funny or you know if you if you want to call it funny they're off putting petrol in the car and they don't know it but Michael Myers has escaped mm. he's he, he's escaped mm. now right yeah. and the way he escapes and what happens is just all kind of like right okay we knew this was going to happen because he's being transported from one place to another place and it's a Halloween movie he escapes he somehow tracks down the two journalists who are putting petrol in the car and, you know, uh, she goes off and says, hey, I need to go for a number two. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I kind of thought, did she just say that? Yeah. She yeah. she does say, I need to go for a number two, which is kind of weird. Like, you know, so anyway, she's off in the toilet. And <laughs> which is so funny, right? She, was, she goes off in the toilet and then you see a couple of deaths. You see Michael Myers doing his thing and she's taking a dump. And you see his feet coming into oh the like, gosh. you know, and I just thought this is just so funny. It's so stupid, but Hey, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go along with it. You know what? He notches a few people off his, on his list. And I don't and know if, I don't know which version you saw. Cause it was a regular version and an over 18s version. I saw the 18 version. Yeah, me too. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, because some of the deaths were quite graphic. They were, they were like you know bashing against yeah, the wall, and yeah. but then I thought to myself, eighteen. I, I was expecting maybe a bit more. Okay. I was, I was expect. I don't know. I just maybe a thought that there could have been a bit more blood, gore. I, I, I was expecting less. I actually thought it would be more your typical, just regular sort of deaths and that. But I mean, there's one of the obviously one of the deaths where he crushes the guy's head. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought to myself, hold on a second. How is this possible? Because we saw that it's exactly, it's impossible to do that. You would need to do about 10 an times. Elephant, an elephant <laughs> can have that pressure to yeah, do that. Yeah. And a simple man who is an OAP, he's been standing for the past 20 years or 40 years. 40 actually. years, yeah. He's been standing still for 40 years. Yeah, not the next Where does he get his energy from? This man is, got, he's got, he, they should call the Avengers should call this guy, yeah? I'm telling you, call him to fight Thanos because he's on the next level of strength. I'm telling you. That's one thing that pissed me off. This yeah. guy's meant to be old. Oh, do you know what? Oh, okay, do you know what? Go on. I just need, I, I need to lay into this film. Please yeah? do First it. of all, guys, I ain't going to hold back on this. I, it was a fun film at, and when I say fun, at a stretch, because I was laughing at how how bad silly, it was, yeah, how silly some things were. We all know the tropes, yeah, yeah. of these slasher films, of you know the the, the person, the, the baddie always catching up to the person. This man didn't break a sweat. He's walking around the place, yeah, in daylight with this mask, 
from the petrol station yeah. to wherever he goes to. He was in a house and the policeman saw him and he walked downstairs. The policeman was running and still couldn't shoot him. What kind of deputy sheriff is this? Yeah. This guy walks around and is invincible. He's invincible. I don't get it. And even when he gets shot, nothing happens to him. He just carries on walking. He can walk. He walks so slow that when they're shooting, they miss. Yeah. He just walks around the place and people are running and he still catches up to them. How does that work? So, do you know what? Some of the things I didn't like in this film is that he's, he's too strong for yeah. a guy that's meant to be 60 something. No one can touch him. Yeah. He walks around. No one can catch him. And all the decisions that these these victims make, good they died. They <laughs> yeah, deserve to die. I know. Running upstairs. Going outside. You know what I mean? There's, Why? A, there's a bit where, I'm jumping quite ahead here, but there's a bit where the, the granddaughter, yeah. there's a scene where she's in the police car. She's in the back. And she sees something happen to the other passenger of the police car. Yeah. And then she, basically on, on the opposite side, well, further down the road, yeah. there's a normal police car. Because she's, she's she's being captured by some mad person. Who I'm yeah. not going to say in case you ain't seen it. Her and uh, Michael Myers are in the car. Yeah. Michael Myers wakes up, deals with the person that kidnapped them. Yeah. She's there now. She, she's got the option to run across the road to an actual police car or she can run into the woods. Yeah. And what did she do? Run into the woods. woods. Why are you going to run into the woods when you can stay on the road, run to a police car that's 50 <laughs> yards ahead of you and ask for help? I know. You run into the woods. And just on that scene, right? Michael Myers, something happens to him, right? Where someone picks him up and puts him into the car. I just thought to myself, how did he, how did he how do did that? He, how did he pick him up? This guy is massive. And the person who picked him up was old. about 70 years old. Oh. Was older than Michael Myers. There's too many little silly things that happen in this film, and, man. And, and that just shows you when you are thinking about those things, you're not having a good time no. whilst watching the exactly. movie. Exactly. Like I was coming out with holes and I was like, but that don't work. And how's yeah. this going on? And what about this? And what about yeah. that? Okay, fine. And, um, but all right, here's one thing that I do want to kind of mention. There is one character oh, in this movie. One great character. Oh. Great character. Ladies and gentlemen, if you just, if there's any endorsement is, is watch mm. the film for this young guy. He's probably like about 10 years old. Something like that. But before, before that, actually, it's a bit of trivia. Yeah, go on. The film came out on October the 19th, which is the birthday of Michael Myers in the film. Mm. That's why it came out now rather than in on actual October. On the 31st October. of October. Yes. Bit of trivia there. Okay. Mm. But That's yeah, so this, this boy. This boy, right. Oh, okay. So he's only in it for like a kind of like maybe like about 10 minutes. Right. Best 10 minutes of the film. It, it, he steals... Best 10 minutes of the film. He steals the limelight from everyone. He's got the best... He's got the best lines. Yep. He's got the best jokes. Yep. He is so emotive. Yep. And you know what? I could have happily have just watched him. Yep. And he was the cleverest of everyone. Yep. He His got name out of is Dodge. Jab Jabrail... Nantambu. Okay. Jabrail Nantambu is his name. Jabrail, we are going to give you a big shout out. First Trust film. me. No, we, second film. But is yeah. it second film? All right. We are going to give you a big shout out on, on the Flicksters, on our we Instagram. Right, mm. Seriously. He was funny, man. The he one line is that... He was quirky. He just, he, he just kept it real. Yeah. Throwing in a few F-bombs <laughs> there for a little kid. <laughs> He said, oh, I saw someone in my room, my room. He didn't go back into that room. He stayed out of that room, which is what a normal person should do. When shit started to happen, what did he do? He ran away <laughs> from the shit. Exactly. And he, he, he literally, he, he didn't, this boy stayed alive. Why? Because he done what we all should do. If shit, if shit starts to happen, you run you away really from run the away shit. From Don't the run shit. to it. 
All right. So, so there's that. There's that going on. But okay, another point that I want to mention is the dialogue. Oh my God! Talk about cl- clunky. Talk about dialogue which is so ropey. There's a bit in the in the film right where um, Jamie Lee Curtis, Laurie Strode, she's having a conversation with the deputy, with, with this kind of like sheriff, the inept sheriff who can't shoot straight, yeah, yeah. right? When it matters, and uh, and apparently he was in the first. Yeah. Um, first one. in the first one as well so Laurie says to him hey I've been waiting 40 years for this moment I've been praying to God that you know Michael Myers gets released and so yeah. I can kill him and you know what his, his reaction was that's a dumb thing to pray for <laughs> <laughs> I remember he goes that's a dumb thing to pray for and he walked off and yeah. it's just silence <laughs> and I looked up and there were so many groans is it in the audience <laughs> and I was like you, I, what, what we just heard this dialogue yeah. oh my god so Oh, exactly gosh. like what you said. So, all right, fine. I get it. You, you are creating uh, this world, this Michael Myers world, and you want to make sure that Michael Myers lives into the next like 40 years. Mm. But give us something that we can fucking root yeah. for. You know, give us something new. And unfortunately, I just felt like as if there wasn't anything new. Mm. Now, you know, having said all that, this film has done amazingly well in America. It's, it's projected to take this weekend 75 million Serious. domestic. It's basically doing under, it's projected, to, it's just do under Venom. That's crazy. That, that's because of the legacy. Yes. Once they see the film, I think they're going to cuss it. Word of mouth. But because it's Halloween, Americans love Halloween. Yes. It's got the legacy. It's got the trailer. Mm. It all looks good. Yeah. But is it good? We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I think it will, it won't have the longevity and the, uh, kudos that real horror films have yeah it'll come and go right okay but then if if it does take a lot of money though Mm -hmm. hello sequel yeah yeah and it was interesting to see kind of uh john carpenter he was the director of the original he's executive produced this we still got his music yeah the music is still fantastic Mm, i gotta say that music is really brilliant yeah yeah yeah. it's like a a remixed version of it it, isn't it yeah kind of like a bit higher tech type of thing yeah yeah but here's the thing for you I think it's actually a really, really great story in the sense that a masked madman mm. is is walking around on Halloween night killing people. Mm. I mean, that's pretty scary, right? Because you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you'll think as a normal person. Because there was a bit where he was holding a knife, and some uh, sort of couple were dressed as doctor and nurse, Did and she saw that? him yeah. and just carried on doing what she was doing because she probably thought, ah, oh, this is just yeah. part of his mask. Yeah. yeah. And and then the, there was a couple of bits in there where like where you know he just goes into a house and yeah. he just like deals with people yeah. and and there was one bit right I thought let them do this this if they do this this the is going to be dark yeah I know but then even the kid in the car he dealt with that kid you're absolutely right I thought but, I thought the kid would survive but he dealt with the kid yeah he did he did he did that he just twisted that yeah like like it was a twig but the baby would have been a bit yeah that was he, he saw the baby so that, that's his that's his line. His borderline is that... He won't do babies. Yeah, that's it. That's his borderline. If it's a nappies, then... So if you see Michael Myers, guys, put on a nappy and go, goo goo gaga, and he'll walk, he'll walk past you. <laughs> a bit like how the, you know, the walkers are in Walking Dead. In Walking Dead, If yeah. you look like a, a walker, they walk past you. That's so, it. baby. But in terms of kind of like the ending, you know, so there's this big, long, long drawn yeah. out thing where they're in a cabin in Laurie Strode's mm. cabin and she's got the whole place rigged up. Yeah. And okay, here's another kind of plot hole. And I, I just got to say this, right? So she's built these traps in, in, a, in a house, right? So she has to go up 
and she's got to find Michael Myers within the house. And I'm thinking, mm. flipping out, how big is this house? It's just <laughs> a flipping cabin, bloody hell. Yeah. And she goes into one room and then she's got this little contraption where she can press the button and the mm. these things come down. The bars. The bars. Go, and I thought to myself, well, why didn't you just do that in all the rooms? <laughs> and trap him in one of the rooms? Yeah. No, no. Why, why are you do waiting around and doing this and doing that? And I'm like, okay, fine, fine, fine. But hey, look, we are we're pulling holes. We're we're, yeah. we're digging holes for this film, right? More holes than a sieve. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, it's it is what it is. It's a Halloween yeah. movie. It's Michael Myers, the return of Michael Myers. I missed the uh, oh the spoiler. Well, we've we've already spoiled it, we'll guys. Spoiled but the film. What happened at the end of the credits? Right. I, I walked out. I didn't. I didn't even okay, think. Okay, so this is the one thing that I do now. I always go online oh, and I always check, check after to see credits after thingy. credits. Okay, yeah. And so basically, so there is a thing, there isn't an end credit scene, but there is something where all the credits roll and you hear a noise at mm. the end of the credits. Okay. And what do you think that noise is? It's him like getting up or something. Breathing. Isn't it? Because, yeah. Because but, but I've, I even knew, I knew, I knew that would happen because when, when he was in the whole sort of fire thing, we didn't actually see him. They didn't wait around and, Obviously they couldn't because the house was on fire, but you didn't see him die. Yeah. If you don't see him die, someone like him is going to come back. He's going to come back. Because obviously coming he's, back. you know, just immortal or whatever. Yeah. So at the end, so at, at the end, you kind of hear him breathing. Yeah. So they can set this up for another Halloween yeah, if, yeah. They, if they want they to. Are. Yeah. yeah. And it's taken shitloads of they money. Are, they will. So we'll, basically it's not the end of Michael Myers. No. All right. So that was Halloween and... I think I'll give it a... F- Four how many how half, many slashes? Four and a half. How many knife slashes for? I'll give it four for and a half. I think I might go for like even a three. Is it? Oh yeah. That's the lowest score ever on the Flicksters. Seriously. Ooh. The only thing that kind of saved Ooh. it was was Jibrail. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, I hope I see him in another film, man. This kid was brilliant. <laughs> He's two point five stars worth, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, okay. The next film that we want to speak about is Bad Times at mm. the El Royale. Mm-hmm. What a title. The Royal, in other words, yeah, yeah, the El Royale. <laughs> uh, okay, so look, let's ha- how do we how do we speak about this? So this is directed by Drew Goddard, who you'll mm. know from from uh, a- Agents of Shield. No, from something Marvel, isn't it? Uh, yes. Drew, 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 Drew Goddard, Drew. But no, deep no shit. Oh no, Close. Avengers. Co-wrote Avengers. No, no, no. Oh shit. Drew think, Goddard. Uh, think of a uh, person no. with a big mouth. Oh damn, damn! Winter Soldier. No, mm, no. His his Hulk. Think of uh, the Fourth Wall. Oh, oh. Uh, uh, what's it called? Dead Deadpool. Is it? He Deadpool Two. Oh, okay, okay. Now I didn't know that. Okay, going back. Uh, think of his connection with Joss Whedon and Marvel as well. Yeah. Cabin in the Woods. Oh yes. Okay, I know that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah All right. Yeah. So so Drew Goddard, yeah. director of uh, Cabin in the Woods. Uh, Deadpool 2 most recently so you know what he knows how to make these kind of like you know interesting mm. big films that's why Thor's in it because they work together on that as well in Cabin in the Woods alright so um, Bad Times at the El Royale is about the El Royale which is a hotel mm. and it's a, a bi-state hotel I've never I saw that yeah there's a line it's like it's a line that goes through the hotel so yeah. one side is California one mm. su- side is Nevada okay and you know, back in its heyday, the El Royale was kind of like probably at the pinnacle Like you know, you probably had like loads of uh, parties, mm. lots, lots of shit going mm. down over there. Like, you know, probably mafia were probably there, mm-hmm. drugs probably going on in there, rock and roll, you know, women with like, you know, with 
you know, dancers and stuff. Yeah. You could just imagine it was probably one of those places. But now at the kind of like, I think it's set at the end of the 60s, it's basically kind of run down. Okay. No one goes there and it's dead, it's quiet. So I think it's it's heydays. They've all kind of gone. But on this particular day, you've got a motley crew of people uh, coming into the hotel to check in. So you've got a priest, mm. you've got a singer, you've got a like a femme fatale, you've got a traveling salesman, and then you've got uh, the person who works behind the desk, like, mm. you know, reception and stuff like that. So you got, you're introduced to all these different characters. And what happens is <laughs> you... <laughs> I'm trying I don't to get know the, why I'm laughing already. Why? <laughs> You're going to say something that's going to be mad. <laughs> Seriously. No, but it's, it's something, there's something about this place which isn't quite right. And there's something about the person in the, uh, behind the reception that isn't quite right. Okay. A, he's, he, he's carrying a lot of baggage. And With the porter? The, the porter guy, yeah. <laughs> that's what they do, isn't it? <laughs> no, that's why I said porter, because he said baggage, isn't it? I don't know what, the, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Classic. So li- literally, he's got physically and probably emotionally, he's carrying a lot of shit behind him. And, you know, you've got kind of, but the, the, whilst I was watching this movie, I was like, you know what? This feels like a Tarantino-esque uh-huh, film. Okay. So this is Tarantino. And, you know, the dialogue is very wordy. Okay. You know, so not a lot a of lo- monologues and stuff. Yeah. Is it? So, so there's a lot. There's a lot of conversations between the one or two different characters, and and people might think, oh god, this is just a bit too wordy. But you know what? Mm. Like, I was hooked onto this movie. The performance from Jeff Bridges, and I think her name is. Or well, the one from uh, Fifty Shades. She's in it. Oh, Dakota Johnson. Dakota, no, yeah. have you got the list there? I can find it. The, the, the black girl. Yeah. I, th- I don't know her name, but you she's know good. what? She. I think that was her debut film. Is it? Wow. She is a star in the making, man. She is, she was one of the best things. She was mm. the best thing in that film. She kind of reminded me of Jennifer Hudson, Hudson a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 totally. And okay. so Cynthia Erivo. Cynthia Erivo. Yeah, Cynthia Erivo. Oh, man. Darlene she, Sweet. That's it. So she plays Darlene, right? And then you've got Jeff, Jeff Bridges' character who plays the priest. And obviously John Hamm. He plays the traveling salesman and Dakota Johnson, which we've mentioned. She was in um, Fifty Shades of uh, Grey and all that sort of stuff. So they're all checking to this hotel. They've all got these different backstories. And I thought to myself, oh, my God. So that person is a traveling salesman. But you know what? There's something clearly, clearly like, you know, dodgy about him. Maybe he's something else. The priest is not who he says that he is. And uh, Cynthia, she is a singer. But for me, it feels like as if this something behind her backstory as well okay so as the film progresses we we learn the backstories behind these different people about why they've come to this hotel and jeff bridges needs to be there for a reason john ham needs to be there for for like a really important reason and dakota fanning's in there for for her little reason so you find out exactly what's going on so the porter that i mentioned uh, at the start yeah he confides into the the priest all right, he confides into uh, Jeff Bridges' character. He says, hey, look, father, this hotel isn't what you think that it is. And mm. I need you to kind of basically help me out. And it turns out that there's, this hotel has got a lot, a lot of like, kind of secrets. So they've got places where you can go mm. and where you can view people doing their shit in the room. Oh, all kinds of shit. All kinds of shit. So you can imagine back in the day, 
people probably filmed this sort of stuff and maybe used it as kind of, uh, you know, you know, if you wanted to bribe someone. Mm, okay. So you can see kind of like, you know, this stuff is going on over there. And what I liked about this movie was the fact that I believed in the characters. So Jeff Bridges' character is talking to Cynthia and he's, you know, he's got kind of like a, a, like a health issue and she's a singer and she's kind of broke and, you know, she's having a tough time. And you know what, right? I just thought to myself, oh my God, I, I totally believe these people. I totally believe exactly what they're going through. And the film takes a nasty turn in the sense that we see one of the characters being killed. Oh, don't say who. I'm not saying who. One of the characters get, gets killed and then it turns into kind of like, you know, a story about survival and then it turns into a story about, right, okay, uh, there's money involved. Mm. Uh, there's money stashed away somewhere in the hotel. Someone has got to get this money. And also there's this whole Marilyn Manson-esque uh, vibe to it as well, which is uh, Chris Hemsworth, oh. where his backstory is you know, comes into the movie where he's kind of like part of, he's like a leader of a cult. Oh. And... That's why he's all dancey like that. With man, his shirt out. With his shirt that out. That looks weird. I know, man. Trust me. His his role, his his part is is like any, it's like anything that you haven't seen before because he plays like, he basically plays the villain. Okay. So he plays the bad person. But it's so layered, his role. Yeah. And I just thought, wow, man, this film has taken me mm. on this journey from starting off over here. I want to see it. To over here. Bro, man, I tell you what, it's got, it is a great film. I want to see it's it. It's a great film. And that's why I was surprised to see it at number eight. On Sometimes the, the good films 10. don't do so well. Maybe the competition is too, too fierce right now. It's a lot of sniffy reviews out there. They're saying, mm. oh my God, like this is like derivative of like a Tarantino film. But you know mm. what? I, I think you need to give it the light of day. Okay. You need to give it the light of day because mm. the acting is so good and she is it's good. phenomenal. Cyn- Cynthia. I just found out she's, she's, what's her accent like in the film? Don't say to me she's British. She's British. She's a British uh, theatre singer. You are effing... She's, a, she's mostly a singer in theatre. She F won uh, the Tony, Tony Award for The Colour Purple. F you. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, honestly she's a, her, she's a British theatre singer actress her voice is gonna blow you away man she sings in this film oh. not once not twice okay. and you're thinking what she sings in the film I tell you it's yeah she's a theatre singer that's why she's so good maybe okay oh but she's are, British though we are gonna shout out to her yeah Cynthia Erivo I tell you what, man. If she's home, if she's homegrown talent, <laughs> yeah. we got to support that man. She's also coming up in Widows, which stars. Uh, it's coming up. In, it's coming out in November. Liam Neeson and uh, Amanda Waller, <laughs> Viola <laughs> Davis. <laughs> so she's gonna you. be. She's gonna be in that as well. Okay, she's brilliant. so she's up and coming. Definitely. She's like five foot and a half. Yeah, she's, she's really small. She, yeah, yeah. There's a bit. There's wow, five foot and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely would miss her if I hugged her. <laughs> I definitely would miss her if I hugged her. <laughs> I'm laughing so much, man. I would miss her. Totally. Oh, God, totally. You would. Okay, but she, yeah. but I, I, want to, I want to watch it now. For her performance and for the, the wackiness of the film, the I do want to watch it. The wackiness of the film. And like I said before, a lot of people are cussing it. They're like, mm. oh man, it's like all over the place. That does nothing and- for me. I know it's going to be a good film there's a lot of kind of flashbacks and fast forwards mm. and all this sort of stuff because they need to tell the backstory behind mm. all these people, okay. but give it a chance. Mm. My only 
like criticism of the film is it's probably about 10 or 15 minutes too long. Okay. But okay. hey, that's nothing. Mm. That is nothing. That's nothing. Like, you know, mm. let me make a film and then let people bloody <laughs> complain about it and let's see, let's see what happens. Right. Okay. So uh, that was Bad Times at the El mm. Royale. Go, okay. go out and check it. Uh, watch it. What Star Hotel would you give it? <laughs> oh, I'm giving this a good, a good d- 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 four. Oh, four out of five stars. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll give it a good four. Okay, okay, yeah. cool. Okay, nice, nice. Okay, so next we've got uh, Await Further Instructions. And this title. I know. It's a good, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mad film. Yeah. I saw it last week, actually. Right. But uh, this film, yeah, so it's, it's, but it's, like a, it's like a horror sci-fi type film. And it's, so the premise is that... Uh, uh, a guy, uh, mid twenties maybe. Uh, he's a white guy, uh, and he brings his Asian uh, girlfriend home for Christmas, Christmas like dinner. Mm, Irish. And yeah, so uh, Walter Frey is in it as well. He's he's like a he's the granddad of the family. He's quite old school. Doesn't like all this mixing and stuff like he's that. A so bastard. yeah, he's one of those sort of ones. A bit like East is East. A bit like, okay. like, 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 like that character. Yeah. And. Uh, the family, the family got friction. So the family aren't on best terms anyway. So they don't always talk to each other. And there's a bit of like, you know, funniness in the family. So Christmas is going to be a bit of a tense session anyway. And he's bringing this new girl home as well. So that's the sort of premise of that. So yeah, so they all come uh, sit down for, for, for Christmas lunch and they're talking and, you know, small talk and whatever. And then, they start talking about the new girl, the Asian girl, and there's a bit of friction in that. And they say, oh, coming over here, taking our jobs, <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. And, and she's like, what job? What job are you going for? I was going for this job. Well, I'm, I'm not going for that job, so I didn't take your job. And it's like, she, she gives as much as she gets, which is good. And then the, the boy's trying to defend her. Yeah. The mum's trying to defend. The dad's like, just, it's, there's lots of friction. So that sure. alone, whether alone is a sci-fi or horror, it's got, it's got weight. Behind okay, it. good, yeah. And it's, these are all sort of up and coming actors. Apart from Walter Frey, I can't recognize anyone. No. Uh, so, yeah, so then uh, I think what happens? There's a bit of an argument that happens, and then the the, the boy and his girl are going to leave because they had an, an argument. He's not, happy, he's not happy being there. Sure. And then something happens, and they can't leave because the. Uh, there's some sort of weird barrier outside the door, so they can't get out. So what, the the parents, the family have kept them in? No, no, the, the family, everyone's trapped in. Oh. There's a weird like barrier outside the door, so they can't get out. And on the TV, all it says is... Await further, await further instructions. Oh, shit. So no one knows what's going on. No one, everyone's like, what's this, what's this? No one knows what's going on. They just have to wait for other instructions and they're all trapped in the house. They can't get out. Like they're hitting it with a hammer. It's a funny barrier, like a black, right. it's like a black sort of glistening type of substance, but right. it's mad. Yeah. So bit by bit, they get different instructions on the telly, different instructions. One of the instructions is that there's, there's been a outbreak, stay in your house. We are dealing with it. So then they, they think it's the government trying to protect them, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Then, they get these syringes. How how the syringes? I think that like an opening happens in the the barrier, and a package falls through. Right. And it's syringes, and the TV says, "Take this antidote. It, it's the only thing that will save you when you leave." So it's like 
there's six syringes, there's six people, and the boyfriend, the boy, and his girlfriend is a doctor. They're like, don't take it. We don't, we don't know what it is. Yeah. What is it? Yeah. And the dad's like, no, we should take the syringes. We should take the antidote. The government have said we should take it. We will take it. <laughs> and it's like, it's just causing friction between them. Yeah. So some of them take it, some of them don't. And then it's just, it's just, everything's friction basically. Wow. And then, uh, yeah, there's so many other things that happen, different instructions that happen that people don't trust or they trust and it causes more sort of arguments between them. And this one, I'm not going to spoil because I think it should be seen. Yeah. But bit by bit, things happen in this film that, uh, things happen in this film that cause people to either physically or mentally get out of shape. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Oh, what, zombie? <laughs> no, 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 no zombies. No, no, I'm just saying, get out of shape as in like, shit goes, shit gets, it gets tit, things go tits up. <laughs> yeah, right. I love <laughs> things that. Things go tits yeah, up. Yeah. Things, think bad things happen. Yeah. Either mentally or physically. Damn. Yeah. And is that related to the syringes? I don't think so, you know. It's oh, just okay. other things. So then again, that one thing happens that I'm not sure if it's to do, to do with the syringes. I'm not sure. Okay. But people just start turning mad. Wow. Things start to happen. They're all in this house. They can't get out. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's mad. One by one, it's just a madness. Okay. And you don't know who to trust. You don't know why this person's doing it. Can you lock them away? And it, it's just, it's mad. Oh, and all, on shit. Bit by bit, there's different messages on the screen that will either like give them guidance or give them instructions that they don't trust that they that they don't do and some people say you should do it's just mad the instructions wow. on the tv make the film okay bit by bit it's, it's almost like you know how saw gives you instructions yeah play by the rules <laughs> follow the rules if you want to survive kind of thing it's like this tv yeah. is a bit like that it's just okay. telling them things that they have to do yeah some of the things they got to do you don't really want to be doing doing yeah. yeah okay and what would you say then is the, like you know the the commentary behind the film like because it sounds like as if it starts off as this like you know this social kind of like you know commentary about like you know Im- you know immigration and you know should we be listening to outside people and you know there's kind of like an external force coming in and doing stuff that telling us to do things that we don't want to do that could be the government like you know all this sort of stuff it's exactly that it's a bit of everything it's a bit of i mean here in the uk at the moment for the past two years we've had the whole brexit situation Mm, mm. from the the moment brexit was brought up a lot of people you know blamed immigration for the way the country is and there's a lot more sort of hate crime to do with people from like people that don't don't descend from the UK. This has got a bit of that. Uh, it's also got a bit of, uh, we, we sort of covered it a bit, well, quite a lot actually in uh, They Live about the whole government's message of should you, should you always listen to the government? Yeah. Is it wise that you should listen to the, like these organisations and like, do we follow things blindly? Mm. And await further instructions. Literally you're sitting there watching your TV, yeah. which I think is another key thing because on your TV, a lot of people literally sit there and watch things, whether it's the news, whether it's TV shows, and these things literally influence their lives. Yeah. And Await Further Instructions is a harsh account of that in a social sort of context, but in a horror sci-fi format. Sure. Because you could watch the news all day long and the news will tell you things that you would then go and 
act upon yeah. in a subtle way. But at the same time, every day you're awaiting further instructions via your TV. Yes. Whether you like it, it or, or not. not. Subliminal, so, mate. Exactly. So this film, it's, a, it, it's down as one of our reviews, but it can also be a hidden gem. Yeah. At the same time, because not many people know about it or it just came out recently. Yeah. It was, it's a British film. It was yeah. filmed in Yorkshire. It's low budget film. It's a good, solid film. I love the sound that, of it. That you should watch. So yeah, yeah I'll I give it a good, what instructions would I give it? I'll give, I don't know, I'll give it a seven and a half. Oh, nice. Seven and a half, yeah. Good. It does end a bit of a, in a weird way, right. I must say. I was just going to say, like, but, do they, is it concluded where there are survivors or? Yes. Okay. I know. Okay. Bit of both, but it's a bit of a weird ending. I'll say that, All right. but it's still worth a watch. Yeah, still that, worth a watch. That sounds intriguing. <laughs> I really, really want to watch that one. And just yeah. the title just makes yeah. me think. Wow, wait got, for the I've got a funny feeling as well. When we put, when we post this on our thing, I reckon one of the actors might reach out to us. I've got a funny feeling. I think we should await further instructions on that one. I hope so. And let's yeah. do it. We are going to do, do it. it. Yep, we, we got. We it. got a shout out. Sorry, we got. Um, Cynthia, Jibrail, yep, and yep, these guys. Yep, yep, definitely, definitely. Def, defo. All right, okay. Now let's move on to Hidden Gems. Yep. So this is the section where we bring you films which we think you should be watching. They've gone under the radar and they've been cultivated by Deval's garden. Yep. Uh, and now you've spoken about this film I a have, few times and I've seen the first part of this. Tell us about the second part. Are you seeing uh, Pitch Black, you mean? Pitch Black. Okay, cool. Yeah, so The Chronicles of Riddick came out in 2004. Yeah, it's a while a, now. It's a direct, yeah, 14 years. Yeah. Boom, it? So it's our direct uh, sequel to Pitch Black. Vin Diesel's in it as Riddick. Mm. And there's also the Muslim guy, the black guy who was in uh, Pitch Black. He's Keith David, Keith actually. Da- Keith yeah. David, yeah. He's in, yeah. He's in <laughs> keep showing up. Wow. He's in Chronicles of Riddick as well. Uh, and who else is in it? Who else is in it? Yeah, the girl. Tandy Newton's in it. Uh, Tandy Newton, but she's not in part one. Oh, right, but okay. in part two, the the girl that is uh, sort of hiding as a boy. I remember in 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 in, 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 in uh, Pitch Black. There's, yeah. a, there's, a, there's a boy that's got a shaven head, or right, that's right, a girl yeah. member. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so he was, she was hiding as a boy, just sort of get through without <laughs> anyone troubling her or anything like that. But she's also in part two. And then he sees her taking a piss or something. I can't remember. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah. Where she plays a different actress, yeah. or a different person plays her. But yeah, so basically, Chronicles of Riddick is uh, four years after that. So he's he's like an outlaw. He's, he's like a Wolverine in space, basically. Mm. Yeah, he's like a. Toretto in space so he is uh out there trying to survive basically doing his thing and uh he's in he's a he's he's furian furians are the people that are like wolverines in space i keep saying that but they they they, they, they mean business if you say if you're in a bar and you ask for a drink and they say oh they're closed and someone says he's furian the music will stop you'll get your drink and people will clear your way because they know Furians are not to be messed with. Yeah, yeah. So he's Furian. So Chronicles of Riddick, he's uh, basically, it's, uh, he's on this planet and there's a race called the Necromongers, mm. which Fandy Newton and Carl Urban are part of. Right. Uh, Necromongers are like, what are they like? They're pretty much kind of like 
mini galactuses. Mm, <laughs> when I say that, that, they're a race of people that are like, I don't know, they're a bit like space Nazis, you know. They divide and conquer. Bit. Yeah, yeah. They, they go from planet to planet, conquering the planets, taking the, the citizens and being the citizens' new rulers. Right. And after a while, they they take the planet's resources and stuff. And yeah. the, the the supreme the supreme leader of the necromongers has a sort of power that the supreme leader only can have. Right. He's got this power a bit like Ghost from Ant Man and Wasp. Okay. Where he can phase in and out of not reality, but it's kind of like I don't know. It's weird to explain, but he's got more strength I wouldn't say superhuman strength but he's a bit more stronger than the average beer right he's got some quick reflexes and he kind of can shift in between phases it's yeah. weird and that is and that's Fandy Newton no that's the supreme leader Fandy right. Newton is the the sort of girlfriend or I don't know what she is to Carl Urban Carl oh, okay. Urban's like a general right Fandy Newton is like a almost like a senator of some sort she's got some sort of status but I'm not sure exactly what she is but uh so basically they come to this planet and they take over the planet. Vin Diesel's on this planet. He has to escape from them and help Keith David's character to save his family, mm-hmm. which he does. Somehow uh, Vin Diesel uh, basically gets captured by these people. He then escapes. He it, There's a few like, uh, I don't know, little quests that he goes on. He goes to this planet that's basically... Uh, tidily locked by the sun right where the sun is like not tidily locked sorry it's it's so close to the sun it's called uh what's it called again crematorium i think it's called wow and this planet is mad hot but it's a prison planet because his because no, and what was the thing with his eyes again dark. he can see in the dark but this planet this planet's not anything to do with that but basically this planet he goes there he finds the the girl that's in part one right. in, in that sort of prison this film, it's, it's, it's like Fast and Furious in space. He's wow. not to be messed with. He's got these these knives. He fights people. These soldiers are looking for him because they know he's like a, he's 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 a, he's, he's a badass. Right. You've got these bounty hunters on the look on on the case for him because yeah. he's he's a criminal. He's escaped like four or five prisons. So yeah. these bounty hunters are looking out looking out for him. There's a bounty on his head. So there's always people on on, on the search for him. But mm. he's always trying to do good and. He's always trying to sort of help people out sure. in a kind of anti-hero kind of way. Yeah. But he basically comes up against these necromongers. The Lord, the, the supreme leader and other necromongers, they kind of fear the Furians because they know that they're a, a race not to be messed with. Right. So basically, yeah, he, without spo- I'm not going to spoil it, but he, right. he, get, okay. he clashes with the necromongers and- He kicks their ass, basically. It's, it's a good clash. Wicked. Yeah, and the way it ends, it is wicked. And does that then set it up for part three? Which is Riddick. Which, yeah. Yeah. Which and is in his Riddick- um, A continuation of that or, one. Of yeah. that one straight yeah. away. I think this one's a better one. Okay. Yeah, this one's a better one. But I think it's a good film. It's one of those films that come on TV and I, I do and actually watch, watch it. it. Yeah. It's a good film. Wicked. Carl Urban's good in it. Carl Urban pretty much looks like- he was in uh, Ragnarok, same sort of gear, yeah. same sort of gun. Well, not same sort of gun, but it's good. And Fanny Newton is good in it as well. Yeah, yeah. She's also got uh, Dame Dame Judi Dench. She's she's in it. Um, she's, she's in, in it, it as well. Yeah, she plays a uh, elemental. She's an elemental. She can float. She's kind of like a ghost, right? So she can float around. It's weird. Wow, it's they weird. they, yeah, they wrote her into this film. Yeah, wow. she's in it. She's good. She's kind of like Vin Diesel's. Uh, 
she kind of helps him out with giving him advice, okay. a bit like Dungeon Master. You know, oh, turns up behind a rock. The very small go thing. to this planet and you shall find <laughs> the orb of Salisha, kind of thing, you know? Um, and what happened to Dungeons and Dragons, man? Oh, man, don't even talk about that one, man. Seriously. But no, good film, okay. Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah. Worth a watch, Definitely. Hidden Gem, for okay, sure. Okay, cool. Thanks for that one. Tell us okay. about this next one. Pantypool. Yeah. Pantypool. Okay, so this is a weird film. It's, uh, so I saw it a while ago. It's a weird one, but it's a, it's a real good film. Good film. So Pontypool is a place in, is it America or Canada? One of them. Or maybe it's near America. Maybe it's in, on the cusp. Okay. Somewhere around there. One of those kind of like, uh, kind of like, you know, them funny cold states. Right. A bit yeah. like how Fargo is, you know, yeah. one of them kind of funny states. Yeah. And there's a radio station that this person works in and he's hearing that outside of the outside of the studio, there's a madness going on. People are killing each other. It's a madness. I love it. <laughs> that that phrase of yours. It's a, it's a madness. It's a madness. It's like as if it's something in the air or something. Yeah, literally, something's in the air. And when I, yeah, so he realizes that <laughs> there's a there's there's a transmission, a frequency yeah. that's being broadcast, not through him, but there's a broadcast. That's turning people crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's a madness. Almost like they live a bit like that. Yeah. So he realizes that's happening, and he's he's within his radio sort of station environment, yeah. trying to avoid this signal hitting him, and also trying to warn people out there what's going on. So you're seeing pockets of other situations happening of people trying to fight. You know, it's almost like they're turning to like frenzied zombies, or they're just trying to kill each other. Yeah. It's almost like the world going. To, against each against itself yeah it's a weird film it's quite isolated as well yeah but it's quite an, an interesting film it also the fact interesting. that the, the frequency is something that because you can't escape it i mean it's hard mm. to escape unless you put on headphones and put something else in your ear so you don't hear it mm. maybe if, if you can't hear maybe you survive yeah but uh but yeah so it's one of those weird ones but it's, it's an interesting film that's Pon- the Pon- premise Pon- sounds Pon- really Pool. good yeah it's a weird one but it's worth a watch okay cool and then last one, Maniac. Maniac is actually a remake of a film of the same name that came out in 1980. So this this Maniac in 2012 stars our own Frodo Baggins, Elijah Wood, who was also in Faculty, who was also in Sin City. Yeah. So he can be a bit weird. He can. So I'm in Sin City. Yep. But Elijah Wood is a very reclusive, very weird kind of uh, character who owns a mannequin shop in America mm. and he befriends a oh, is she an model an art student or model one of them she comes in looking for mannequins because it's part of her like ex- exhibition display she yeah. wants she needs mannequins so they befriend each other and stuff like that he's a bit awkward though and she can realise he's awkward but yeah. obviously she needs help to do her thing and he's got he's mannequin city he's got yeah. mannequins it used to be his mum's shop I believe in right. he uh don't tell me he killed his mum. Do you know what? I think he might have, you know. I yeah. can't remember. I think he might have. But he's got the shop. He's just a weird cat. He's one yeah. of them cats that just like, conversations are just full, like weird. Mm. But uh, but basically he is, he's got these mad, like psychopathic killer instincts inside him. He can't interact with people. Like literally sometimes he'll, he'll almost kill someone by mistake because it just turned out that way. Right. I think there's a scene where he goes on a date with someone or something. And he ends up killing her. 
somehow so as you is do. It, what is it like comedy horror type of thing? It's, or? it's a weird horror film. Yeah, a lot of what you, a lot of what happens in this film, it, I think. Yeah, I think even is it just the murders or most of the film? I think it's mostly the murders. It's uh, point of view, like first person. Oh, so you're seeing it through his eyes, right? As okay. he's killing these people, as he's stalking them. It's a mad, it's a different way of, you know, visualising it. Sure. But it's very interesting. Okay. And it's interesting to see a character like Frodo. Yeah. As a serial killer. And Literally. Like, and this kind of is interesting because I remember after the whole Lord of the Rings, there was this thing like, right, what what is the next film that he's going to do? And he yeah. did like Green Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done kind of, um, it's like other like a different. Bits and bobs, yeah, yeah. Like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Mm, like, you mm. know, he's done all these things because he doesn't want to be associated with yeah. that thing. Well, this one will definitely disassociate him because yeah. he's a maniac mm. and he he's, he's bad people. He's bad. <laughs> he's bad people. I'm telling you. <laughs> he's bad people. I'm telling you. So oh, yeah, it's shit, mad. Man. It's quite graphic as well. Some yeah. of the killings. Yeah, he strangles and he cuts people. He actually, his thing is, and it's, it derives from the 1980 version. Mm. It's because it's a remake. Yeah, and he's got a thing about scalping people. Oh my gosh! And then he incorporates that into his mannequins. Oh. So he literally. He's, cuts their scalps off so you know the student who comes to, yeah, to yeah. see does she does she get scalped or does does he love her too much to i'm gonna have to you have to watch it and uh, find out but yeah you can imagine that she, she, or she get, becomes the she, mannequin mm, well you never know you never know <laughs> oh you, you know what that's a, know. another great selection of films there um <laughs> so yeah that's that's that's, that's, that's we've come to the end of our show now have we Gordon i mean Bennett. we've done what? a lot how long was that today? Oh, look. Wow. We've got, got over two hours today. Gordon Bennett. Gordon Bennett. <laughs> so look, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for downloading the show. Thank you for listening to us. Keep supporting us. You know, give us your shout outs. Uh, check us out on Insta, on Twitter. And, um, and we're also going to start putting on our Insta. Uh, uh, what's it called again? Podcast. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're also going to put this on our YouTube. Yes. And just have it on there, so you know you can. Some people like YouTube. Some people like to use it yeah. as a a form of expression. Yes. And we will supply that exactly. expression. We so we're going to put that. it on there. Yes. And all, as always, uh, you know, as uh, Amar said, let us know what you want. Let us know how you want it. Let us know anything along, along with uh, the number twenty two with your post and you must be a subscriber and we will send you a video video we'll send you a <laughs> oh yeah a cinema what type or, of video <laughs> maybe i'll send you a video actually <laughs> depends what you like <laughs> it will send you a, a a code so you can watch a free film of your choice yeah within the uk <laughs> within the uk any cinema world and view cinema small print terms and conditions apply <laughs> oh shit man yeah, so that's it guys yeah, thank, thank you very you. much and peace out